Shred Shed Podcast. Yo, what up? This is Earl Shreds, boy. And Sydney Shreds. Ooh. And this is your number one podcast. For all things rock and roll, music, or just plain awesome. Y'all don't forget to follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you got, at Earl Shreds. And don't forget to check out the website, www.earlshreds.com. Thank you. Think- If they're an asshole, they go in my freezer. (laughs) It's like, if I have an asshole chicken, I'll be like, I'm going to eat you, motherfucker. You just wait. Just wait till you get (laughs) Exactly. Wait till they get fat. And then fucking take them somewhere to get processed. (laughs) And they're like, oh, look, I have a whole chicken in my freezer now. (laughs) So I'm like, don't worry. We'll eat the assholes. It's a (laughs) win-win. It's a win-win, exactly. (laughs) That's it. Oh, man. I like all the Incredibly music close. memorabilia stuff. It's cool. Oh, yeah. All of our... Oh, man. The Willie Nelson, the difference in the pictures. I know. Like when he was you know, younger. younger you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's like a pencil drawing, too, that yeah. his mom gave him. Oh, wow. That's really good. And um, Especially the shading on, like, the wrinkles of his face. Yeah, that's really cool. hard to do. Yeah. And he actually, we haven't, we don't have it hung up in here. It's in the other music room. Mm-hmm. Um, his mom has like a handkerchief that mm-hmm. she wore as like a t-shirt or a shirt. Oh yeah. To um, like his concert when like what the seventies. The Farm Jam deal. Oh nice. Yeah. And it has Dude, like a, awesome. a bird hole in it from like a cigarette. <laughs> I'm gonna go pee. Okay, it's pretty cool. But she framed that and that and gave it to him. But we only hung that one up in here. That's cool though. Yeah, that's really good. And then half or most of the ones in here, mm-hmm. the records in here are mine. Yeah. The ones in the living room are his. Oh, okay. And then. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's my best oh, friend's Oh, perfect. Face. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like he already knows. He's like, oh, yep. Got it. Got to wet your whistle sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say, you want some water or some beer? Ah, fuck it. I'll take it on the beer. Hell yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'll open this before everything starts recording. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> trying to think what else. That's my best friend's bass. He passed away last year. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. He had cancer. Oh, that's always that the me. fucking. Yeah. That's a beautiful bass, though. That's, I love I love the metallic shimmer on this one. So Dalton Dalton bought that one. That's his. Oh, okay. That's my best oh, bass. this one. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's dope. And that Stonehenge sticker, that holographic sticker. Right yeah. There? That's like his album that he has on iTunes. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. So it's cool. It's kind of more like we don't play it. Like, well, yeah, it's more it's more sentimental. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I wanted to like I got it so I could play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the um, the neck of it's a little bit warped because the string is so. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So you'd have to have it like worked on before yeah. you could actually like play it. Yeah, but. It looks cool hanging up there. Oh, yeah. heck yeah. No, that was great. Time, so. Well, and honestly, like, it's it's a great um, backdrop for yeah. the, the podcast and all the video content and everything. Like, yeah. that's what I'm trying to do with my little studio that I've got in, in my house is um, I have, like, so many different kinds of posters mm-hmm. and, like, little cool knickknack things. Yes. And I want to put it up on my walls in a way so that, like, if I'm filming for content or whatever, like, I have a cool backdrop, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I'm like just a blank 
white wall or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I started putting up posters in, above the piano. Mm-hmm. I have a couple. I used to buy t-shirts at every show we went to, and now I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, I have posters. Yeah. And um, bought posters and something else. Oh, stickers. But, um, mm-hmm. but I like the posters because I just want to make like a big collage. Yeah. You know? So Ben and I, whenever we would travel somewhere new, we'd always get a magnet. Yes, that was a our A magnet, thing exactly. So so the, the whole freezer portion of my... Uh, refrigerator is is all of our magnets from like our travels mm-hmm. and stuff and it's so cool because we've got everything from like louisiana and florida all the way to like switzerland and norway oh, and, and all cool. that kind of stuff yeah we actually lived overseas for about four months what? uh right before he passed away oh, and uh so we were actually supposed to go live over there for a year uh, but then of course the accident happened and that didn't happen but um I mean, it was so cool. We lived in Edinburgh, Scotland. Yeah. And like. I have a magnet from there. One nice, there. nice. And my brother went there. It's a it's ago. a really cool place. I mean, just like whenever you go anywhere, whether it's like Europe, UK, whatever. Um, I mean, just the amount of history they have. Yeah. Because like everything, you know, everything is, uh, you, you have things that are hundreds and hundreds of years old that are yeah. just chilling in a field. You know, it's like, oh, by the way, this was a, a wall that was built by the fucking Roman Empire. And you're like, what? Yeah. And there's like tourists climbing on it. Wow, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is like, get off it. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dang, that's awesome. Y'all just like moved over there just to, or y'all were going to move over there just to do it? Or? Yeah, well, um, so he worked for... Um, a company it's not an oil company but the the company he worked for worked on basically machinery that they used for um so ben specifically worked on something called a subsea control module and basically it's like the brain that goes subsea and controls the valves on all the pipe where the crude oil is coming up from so like that was his specialty and they were so impressed with like how fast and like he could pick stuff up and like how much he already knew and all that kind of stuff they asked him to come to Scotland for four months and basically like train the people at that facility to test this particular type of equipment because they didn't already do it. And they loved his work so much that he was doing, they were like, you got to come here for a year. Please tell us you're willing to move over here for a year so that like you can continue doing what you're doing. And we talked about it and we were like, yeah, let's do it. You know? So I came back to start like getting things ready so that, you know, by the time we left, everything was taken care of. Because, of course, we couldn't take all of our animals yeah. and, you know, everything like that. And um, <coughs> so, uh, you know, I came back before him to start getting things ready. And then he kind of finished out what the work he was doing. Because, like, my visa ran out because I was just on a tourist visa, whereas yeah. he was on a work visa. Yeah. And um, came he came back, like, uh, we had his birthday. And then two weeks later, the accident happened. Was it, um, I, did, I don't know what the accent was. So pretty much what happened. Sorry, no, no, well, to, no, 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 no. <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm comfortable talking about it um, because it's, I mean, it's part of my story, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, if it, you know, wasn't for everything that happened, I wouldn't be doing music. Oh, okay. You know, and because I was actually a pediatric nurse for about seven years before wow. he passed away. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, I did home health care with, like, special needs kids. And I loved the kiddos that I worked with. Yeah. But everything around it, like administration, all the bureaucracy crap, the insurance issues that these poor kiddos would have to deal with, I was just I was so burned out. Burned out, yeah. And, you know, um, 
so this whole Europe, Scotland thing was like, wow, you know, it could be really a change of pace for me. I could get a little bit of space, figure out what I want to do, you know, for me. And, um, yeah, but then of course everything came crashing down after the accident and everything. And I kind of had to like figure out, I almost like had to relearn who I was. Yeah. Like, oh, what yeah. did I want out of my life now that I didn't have him? Yeah. You know, because we were like, we were like thick as thieves. We did everything together yeah. or we did nothing and, you know, all of this other stuff. And, um, you know, so after, after everything, it was just, it was crazy. You know, at first I, I was like, well, maybe I want to start that bakery. I've always wanted to, because like, I love baking. I'm really good at it. And, um, you know, I, I picked a little bit of interest with it and everything, but um, keeping up with the few orders that I had, like being on a timeline, being like really constrained for scheduling and everything, it was oh, it was a lot of anxiety for me. Yeah. And and I was like, man, like I don't want to do something that causes me so much anxiety that I don't enjoy it. Yeah. And um, pretty much, I started singing with the the praise team at the church that did his memorial service for me. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, from there, I, like, literally, it, it felt like the life was breathed back into me when I would go to practice and sing and, you know, sing at church and everything. Yeah. And, of course, like, he passed away, like, not even a week after the stay-home orders were given. Oh, wow. So, like— Pretty much he passed away and I was stuck in my house. Oh, that's so horrible. so going going and singing with that praise team was like the only time I really like got out of the house. An escape, yeah. And yeah, and and I remember um, you know, singing with them and just really realizing how like nourishing to the soul it was to like sing. And eventually that involved evolved into I was like, you know what I've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to try out for like you know, the voice, America's Got Talent. I was like, ever since I was like, you know, younger and yeah, my parents yeah. would watch American Idol, I'm like, damn, I wanted, I want to try sometime. And I always talked myself out of it. I always got too nervous to try. Yeah, and, yeah. and I was like, fuck it. Why, why, yeah, what's, why? what's holding me back? Why exactly. not? And, and I remember I tried out and I tried out two different times, like two years in a row and I didn't make it, which with uh, whatever. The voice or America's Got Talent? Both of them. So oh, I tried okay. out for both of them. And, um, you know, I didn't make it, but I was like, Dude, it's you did it though. Exactly, I did yeah. it, and I specifically remember I I had recorded an audition because it was you know they were still doing like all virtual, and I remember walking out of the office after it and shutting the door and I just kind of like looked out into the living room and I was like, I want to sing, I want to be a singer. I have no idea how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna figure it out. Just and yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was like the light bulb turned on, and I was like, this is what I want to do. I was like. I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to figure <laughs> it out. It, so, yeah. so then I then I found a, my vocal coach. and um, She has a vocal coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So That's I work awesome. with uh, Tom McKinney. And okay. uh, so he's he's got a really, really good track record of people. Like, he worked with Beyonce when she was in Destiny's Child. Okay. He worked with, like, Demi Lovato. He worked with Scott Hoying from, like, Pentatonix mm -hmm. and everything. And when I first found him, I was like, oh, man, there's no way this guy has, like, the time. time for me. Like, yeah. he's probably so sought after. And I called, and his wife does all the scheduling and everything. And um, she's also kind of like the performance coach. So she'll give you notes on, like, movements. and Because okay. I was very much like, yeah, oh, all the time when I was Keeping singing. I, I was just like, <laughs> I was constantly just, like, fidgeting and everything. She's like, you need to stop fidgeting. 
I'm like, I'm sorry, Colleen. I'm sorry. I'm over here like and, picking up my fingernails, <laughs> <I was> like. <laughs> and um, and so I called him and I was like, hi. Um, I was just wondering if you guys had like room Space for a new student or everything. And she was like, well, actually, we lot we we had a lot of in person students drop us for COVID, you know, because they didn't want to do anything but in person. So, and they were just starting to allow people to like come back to the studios for like in person, as Mm -hmm. long as, you know, you test negative, all that stuff. And, um, and they're like older. So I'm like, oh yeah, don't want to get them sick. And, um, so the date of my lesson was the date of the first freeze we had a few years ago. Oh yeah. And, and so, uh, I called him and I was like, I am so Sorry, but the roads are so bad. Can we please reschedule? And I felt so bad because I was like, oh my God, they're probably going to think I'm like a flake or something. And they were like, oh no, we understand. We want you to drive safe. So yeah, we'll just do it next week. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Good on that. Yeah. No, they're honestly, they're, they're very sweet. They, they care, care very deeply for their students. And, um, you know, they've, they've been such like a confidence boost for me because like if you saw me the first lesson I had with him compared to like now you're like who the fuck is that different person yeah. you know because so I skill yeah, yeah well I went in and so basically they told me to prepare a song to to sing just so that they could like assess my skills hmm. and I was really into like the greatest showman at the time because oh, I had yeah. like started watching it and I was like oh that's man that's a reality just... tv show right? <laughs> no it's a movie it's uh it's that it's um pt barnum it's got like like story and it's it's got Hugh Jackman in it and like Zenday and all that whatever. Yeah. Why are and, you uh, me like that? Because I was I just just sit there and listen. A little lady song. Big boy. So I so the the never enough song uh-huh. that's what I sang for them. Oh. And and so I walked in and I was like hi like I'm Liz and and everything. They're like oh hi Liz okay well, well what are you gonna sing for us today? And I was like. Uh, I'm going to do Never Enough by The Greatest Showman. They were like, oh, perfect. Okay, you know. So he started the little karaoke track and everything. <laughs> and I just stood back and I was like, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I got to like the the part where she like belts. Yeah. And I'm just like, never enough, <laughs> never. You know, just like going to town. And, <laughs> and you know, like I was nervous. So like my breathing wasn't yeah. perfect and everything. And like the song finished. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I know my breathing wasn't perfect and everything. But like, you know, that's it. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he was like, hold on. Let me peel myself off the wall. Yeah, don't discredit oh. yourself. That was great. He was like, I did not expect that from you. Nice. He was like, you got some pipes, girl. And I was like, oh God, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> and, and, and everything like that. And, and, and so like, I was just like this Miklo, like, I, I feel like I'm pretty good, you know? So I just want to get a little better. And he was like, pretty good. <laughs> like, can you not hear yourself? And I'm like, Oh, really? He was like, all right, Aww. we got to work on this confidence thing. And I was like, okay, you know. And so you hired a confidence coach. Exactly, exactly. And and so, uh, yeah, you know, I just. But the, he also teaches you technique, right? Exactly. Well, I mean, even just a month with working with him, I mean, my singing went from like here to like here. Oh, yeah. It um, was like night and day. So on the podcast, most useful tip you've gotten. Most Can useful you? tip. Hmm. That other people shouldn't know about. Sorry. We'll do it for the community. Well, so definitely, I mean, just like a rule of thumb, and and I kind of mentioned this to you before, if you're pushing from like here and you feel like this is where your power comes from, that's the wrong place to get your power. And 
I'd always learned from like YouTube before working with Tom, a lot of people would be like, well, you have to like, you know, push your diaphragm in and like push those notes out. Mm -hmm. And in reality, you really don't have to push that hard to get those notes out. And so one of, one of the best pieces of advice he gave me is he, he was like, here's the thing. Tell yourself, because you know you can do it. He's like, you can hit those notes, and you know you can hit those notes. He's like, but when you start getting nervous and overthinking, you tense up. So obviously the neck muscles tense yep. up, and it gets like that strained sound to it. And he was like, so one of the techniques that he taught me is, like, you do use your diaphragm yeah. still, but you almost, like, push your stomach out a yeah. little bit because it still creates pressure on your diaphragm, but it's only a little bit. So, and I'll put this over here. So basically like, uh, and he talks about working through the resonance instead of like punching it, uh -huh. you know, cause everybody, they think, Oh, here's the high note, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, they'll go sharp, they'll crack like something yeah. like that. And, and he's like, use the resonance you already have. So if you're like, ah, and then you push just a little bit with your app and you push out just a little bit, you go, ah, and it's, you're really not like straining. Yeah. Like, you don't see the neck veins like popping yeah. out or anything. I, I can't that. believe you and just did that on command. <laughs> <laughs> what, what note was that? Uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I do know. Dude, give me one more. Come on. Uh, uh, I want to hear you hit that one. <laughs> you can do that. Okay. No, do I don't want to hear it, actually. <laughs> no, I want to do it with do you. Do it. Do it. Uh, 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 see, and, and, and like I said, I, and, and right there, I saw you tense up and go like this. I yeah, so, I can hear and, it. And, right. And, and, you pretty much, and you pretty much want to keep everything from, like, here to here, like, relaxed. Mm -hmm. And and you just do the little pushing Does that work your, for gurgling? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, I, I asked him one time, because, um, you know, like a lot of rockers and everything, they have like that growl or yeah. uh, especially like the rockers in the 80s. They had that mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of like real up there. <laughs> yeah. and, and I was like, how how do they do that without just like murdering, murdering yeah. their vocal cords? And he was like, well, to be honest, they don't use their chest voice he's like they flip up into their falsetto uh -huh. they put their tongue on their soft palate and they basically like narrow the air the airway and it creates the higher pitch with less strain and i was like, like what <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> that's pretty cool i know and and it's uh. just like him talking about the mechanics of it is like crazy yeah and i'm just like I had no idea there was like so much to this. You know? I, need a, I need a full. I need a session. Yeah, well, I we mean, I'm, I'm an associate. I'm an associate teacher now, so are you? So technically, I I, I have his oh. blessing to teach vocal lessons. So you're a yeah. prodigy of Beyonce, basically. Protege, Pro, it's pro protege. Yeah, That's, protege. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> in, Whatever. In, in, uh, hey, see that red light on this GoPro right here? Right here. Oh, right there, yes. If you see that not blinking, tell me. Okay, It's blinking right now, right? Yes, okay. it is. Slowly um, blinking. We should introduce you, I guess. <laughs> I Sorry, know, I got you talking. I know, we just kind of like no, started no, right off no, the bat. No, that's great. <laughs> that's uh, normally what we do. We, yes, you're live. Okay, we are. I was checking, yeah. <laughs> I've been live for a little while. I really like that. 
Can been live for 13 minutes. I'm I'm such like a random noises. Brad no. makes fun of me all the time um, for doing sh- mouth guitar. I'm oh gonna, yeah, you I'm should. Gonna, I'm gonna introduce you right this. now, and then after I say your name, you're gonna get a little solo. Okay. Today on the Shred Shed podcast, we have the one and only Liz Caslin. You know it's me, baby. KFM Yes, that was great High five High five, High five Air high five Are you ready for the best podcast of the day? Can I do the SNL thing? Can you give me a Shred Shred podcast? Welcome to Earl Shred's podcast The best podcast for rock and roll The hardest dudes and the the hardest rock (laughs) Yes Hi everyone on TikTok, I love you so much Oh yeah, I'm on Facebook We do, we we love the TikTok Is Facebook working? Facebook's working We'll we'll give you some love to Facebook, (laughs) I guess No, but the OGs are on Facebook Mm. The real fans And I manage the Facebook, he manages the TikTok I have more followers on Facebook than TikTok But the the platforms are so different Yeah Oh, definitely So weird Yeah They're all, except I think Instagram is pretty much useless but Facebook and TikTok are where it's at. I, I like the ability to share photos the way that Instagram does it. Yeah. Um, but I know, like, they they changed things up, mm-hmm. you know, to try and, like, push reels and stuff. I'm like, yeah, oh, they that's do better cool, on but... My pictures do better on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about MySpace? I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what What about just... MySpace? You still got <laughs> what a MySpace happened to profile. MySpace? <laughs> yeah, I just put Liz in the top ten. <gasps> She's my top three. Oh. No way. I had no idea. Yeah. I just got a new sparkle theme on my MySpace. What? (laughs) What is your username? What's what's the song you chose for your profile? Yeah, what's your profile song? To express yourself so people know. (laughs) Oh, well, right now it's Ohio because I just went to the Hawthorne Heights. Ohio is for lovers. (laughs) (laughs) I almost wore that shirt tonight. Cut my wrist in black Maya. Cut my wrist in black Maya. Oh, dude, he the the guitar player slash screamer liked that video I did. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, Wee! he brought his GoPro into House of Blues and video. Yes. <laughs> hey, you know what? Sometimes like you got to do what you got to do to get video like yeah. content. That was dude. one of the hardest things for me. Is I would go to showcases. Or, like, do something like that. But it would just be me. Yeah. So I, I didn't have anybody who could, like, take pictures or film me. So I would, like, prop my phone up, like, on a table or something and just <laughs> pray yeah. that nobody walked in front of it while I was performing. And I was yeah. like, please have a good video. Yeah, like, just one. Just one song. <laughs> just like, That's all I need. <laughs> Dang. It's, like, muffled from the audio, the camera. Yeah. Or, like, there's someone walks by and it goes, Boop. <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like, you get that person that's like sitting at the table next to them, and they're and, and they're just like chatting about I don't know Talking whatever shit. Yeah, just like straight up. <laughs> well, I, there was there was one video that I I was I was really excited because I was I think it was like one of the times I like did an original song or whatever. Mm-hmm. And once again, it was I, I was by myself, so I just ha- kind of had to prop my phone somewhere. And this guy had like a whole ass conversation <laughs> about just like some shit that was going down, and I was like. In his live? <laughs> no, not in the live. Like, because I, I wasn't doing it live. I was just recording it. So yeah, then, in like, his life. Yeah. Yeah, in his life. Like, he was just, he was whoever was sitting next to him. Because, like, you can't see him because the, the camera was pointed <laughs> at me. hear him. <laughs> and you just hear him. He's like, yeah, you know, Becky was, you know, doing blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, the I, entire time through my song. And I'm I like, wrote an original <laughs> song. And you're telling me about your problems. He's just like no. talking to whoever next to him about just like the problems going on in his life. And I was like, 
He's like, man, that was a good song too. And I'm listening to Jimmy and Jimmy over here talking about whatever. Mm, That sucks. (laughs) Next time, tell us and I'll come video. Yeah, we. That's my job. We're experts. We're experts. Experts. Yeah. I will gladly come video. Yeah. I do it all the time, but it's just phone quality usually. Well, but honestly, like the phones (laughs) nowadays, the the quality is, is really good. Yeah. Well, he, I, he I don't trust my parents point. to film for me, though. <laughs> it might be them. <laughs> well, no. So, so, so actually, at, at the rodeo, um, you know, Tom has just such a huge network of people that he like knows, mm-hmm. or like people that know people and whatever. Holland? And there was a huh? Tom. Oh, Tom McKinney, my vocal coach. Okay. And uh, and so there was a lady that reached out to him because um, she was trying to find singers to sing the national anthem to like open the rodeo for mm-hmm. like a couple of dates. And, you know, she was like, oh, can you just give me a list of, like, your top, you know, six or... Top baddies. Yeah, six top or five list. or six people or whatever. And, you know, obviously my name was on the list. And so I reached out to her because they let me know that they gave her my name. And I was like, hey, you know, uh, they told me that they spoke with you about me and everything. And she's like, yeah, what date do you want? And I was like... Oh, I get to pick. Uh, so I picked. Nice. And it went really well. Um, but I had my dad film and I showed him how to use my phone. Cause like their iPhones are like four, seven years old <laughs> yeah. and they refuse to get new phones. Yeah. I'm like, you do you. Uh-huh. So I showed him exactly how to use my phone, the camera, the video recording, everything like that. And he recorded everything except the national anthem. No. And I was like, no. Cause I had so many people like, oh, we can't wait to see the video. And I was like, there is no. Oh, that's so sad. I know, and I, I know he felt so bad. I and could call up like, Space Force and get the satellite footage. I bet if right. you like put a post out there and say, "Hey, I sang the national anthem on so and so day," I bet somebody out there, yeah, three thousand has a video. Oh, maybe yeah. reward, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like I, I think I sang it like. 8.30 in the morning. Oh, so it was, like, before, like super yeah. early. And really, the people in the crowd, <laughs> um, they were there for, like, the horse cutting. <laughs> yeah. And, and everything like that. So, uh, but granted, I wasn't looking out to see if anybody else was filming. Because I sure, was assuming yeah. my dad was filming. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, we dad. still love you. <laughs> it's like, oh, I still love you, dad. but mom's going to record from now on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> we, met, we had the pleasure to meet them at the show. I know. Yeah, I got to talk yeah. to them. Yeah. I, they're, they're so sweet. And I actually met them, and I... Didn't meet you, so. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know that uh, by the time they were talking to y'all, like, they were already like, come on, get on the stage. And we were like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, y'all were performing when we yeah. were talking to yeah, them, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we so. were sitting back there listening to y'all. Your mom is so sweet. Oh, she is. She's so she's sweet. She's the best. <laughs> and she's such an animal lover. Like, she'll, like, she is just obsessed with the little chickens mm, that we've so got sweet. at my Aww. place now. And and she like started naming them and and we have this uh this little group of three chicks that we that we got after the initial six that, that we bought. And um, you know, they're all siblings and everything like that. And there's three of them, and we're like, Man, I wonder who's a hen and who's a rooster. And there's one of them that was like real protective, and he's like, Hey, hey. And <laughs> and he's like, he's just a little guy. And I was like, that guy's big daddy. And we're gonna call him <laughs> big, big daddy. Because like we put Is that him, a rooster? We're pretty sure yet. he's a rooster. <laughs> oh, it's still technically too young to tell. Yeah. But just based on like how we've watched the roosters that like my neighbors have act, we're like, that's Definitely. rooster you behavior. Can tell. Yeah. So you know how you tell, right? Well, I've got spurs and then He's about to tell you something really dumb. It's not right, dumb. Yes. You <laughs> please enlighten me. You know how you tell all mammals uh every mammal oh, yeah. on earth 
Joe you Rogan. can tell if it's female or male by they all share one thing you can tell by. You know what it is? What? Taint link. <laughs> Literally. All mammals. We've talked about this, yeah. Yeah, all mammals, females have 50% on average, smaller taint length. So you go huh. go check go check those all your chickens. You're like, yeah. yeah. Let me see your asshole. Yeah. Well, and between the two, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Well, chickens just have holes. Yeah. So, oh my God. but yeah, you can go out there and you'll tell if he's a boy. He's right. What if he identifies as a girl? But I found out this information. Was well, just kidding. That's where I lose. Never mind. I don't want to get banned. Right? Right. I'm just kidding. Exactly, exactly. It's the way it is. But I found, I learned this from, um, oh, dude, it's a really underground podcast. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I don't know if you heard of it. It's the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> it's like a, you might not dude, have heard of it. You know, I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard of this person. Yeah, he, like, I don't he's kind of small. Did you ever watch Fear kinda, Factor? Kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. him, the guy that hosted yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, this oh was way gosh. bigger. This podcast right now is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joe Rogan, you're done. Bye. But, uh, <laughs> I yeah. mean, have yeah. you ever heard of Earl Shreds? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course, I live in Austin. <laughs> like, he's like, Austin's, uh, I love Texas so much. I'm like, dude, you live in the worst city, and that's in yeah. the state. I'm, I think it depends on what, like, you're looking for, though. Because, like, I know some sure. people, they just want to be walking distance from, like, bars, restaurants, blah, 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 blah. They are looking for a certain scene and, and everything true. like that. And yeah. it's like, I mean, if that's your, if that's your yeah. boat, you know, I'm looking float, for baby, grass. you know. Until I carpet bomb that city. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you're going to you get. What, <laughs> what are you looking for in your city? Ruins? Charred out, burnt ruins? Oh my gosh. There's nothing in Austin but. Concrete. The demise of everything that is. Well, I noticed like, um, cause. Beautiful. Last year, last year I got a chance to, um, sing in South by Southwest and it, and it wasn't oh, like a huge cool. venue or anything but it was still like a really cool experience and I, I got an Airbnb that was fairly close to where I was going to be performing and all that kind of stuff and one of the things I find really interesting about and just any city you know because um, I, I notice it in parts of Houston too mm-hmm. where you'll have like a part of the city that's like in the baby phases of like being renovated and everything yeah. like that and you'll go through like almost these desert areas where you know everything's kind of run down or it's boarded up closed getting ready to like, like be demolished or pre-gentrification kind of there. <laughs> exactly and then and then it's like it's almost like there's this invisible line and then poof into like these fancy shops and houses and apartments yeah. and everything and, and you're gross. just like uh, where did that come and from? you're just like didn't i just isn't like it, what? Isn't it <laughs> New dimension. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> Don't you I, hate it? I hate stop. it. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I'm not really a city person. I I when I grew up in Michigan, and we had like a fourth of an acre that backed up on woods, and I'm not so, really like, a person. <laughs> Be quiet. Let her talk. <laughs> I'm not right. really a person. I'm just <laughs> shred. Yeah, I'm, just I'm full shred. I just, I just do vibes, but. <laughs> I'm a country person too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's that's one of the reasons why I moved out to New Caney is because, you know, I, I lived in an apartment for a little while out in the Humble area. And like it was it was a very nice apartment. You yeah. know, they had good amenities, the apartment was a good size, but I mean the, by the time I moved out, the amount that I was paying for rent, I was like, I might as well you be paying a for a mortgage. Yeah. You know? And 
And I, I just felt, I just felt really confined and like I yeah. wanted to do a lot more recording cause I'd gotten, you know, equipment to do recording and it was impossible to record anything of like really good quality in the apartment. Yeah. Um, you know, cause everything echoed real weird or, um, Pitch I mean, that was off. just the, the space, but, but also, you know, all day and all night, constantly people in and out of their apartments and you'd hear the door slams. And so like, I'd be doing a take or something. And then in the middle of it, just slam, you know, from the neighbor next door. And then the dogs would freak out and everything. And I'm like, I can't record anything. That's miserable. I know. And it was so frustrating because like, I was trying to learn my software and and everything like that. And I just couldn't get good quality recordings because of all like the noise pollution and everything. Mm -hmm. And so when I found this property that um, I live at now, I mean, it's just like, it's like an acre and like there's woods right next door to me. And, you know, so I used one of the guest rooms in my, in my, uh, trailer to, and I just built my little studio and did the whole like blankets and everything in the little closet where my microphone is. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's night and day with like the recording quality. It's, it's crazy. And you have like. A yard and your own space to do oh, it. And yeah. chickens. And now I have chickens. Yeah. Now, now I'm like a chicken mom. Aww. <laughs> you need a little shirt. Look at all those chickens. Look at all those Look chickens. Look at all those chickens. chickens. <laughs> it's one of my oh my gosh. I know. There are so many vines that yes. I'll run across because, like, now vines are like making a resurgence I on the other platforms. And I, I love have been a vine influencer. <laughs> I love like the vine compilations that show up on TikTok. It's like yes. best of. And one of them mm-hmm. is like the chicken ones. That one almost always makes yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And a little boy. It levels up. Oh. There was a, oh, what was, what was the one? It was the guy who was like, um, <laughs> how much money do you have? I have like 69 cents. <laughs> they were like, well, what does that mean? Oh, that's a class. <laughs> Saw that one yesterday. <laughs> or like the if life gives you lemons guy. Well, if life gives you lemons. Da, 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 da. I love oh, mine. Fresh Shavakadu? Yeah, free Shavakadu. Yeah, My favorite are the Nick Coletti ones, the uh, Saw Dude. Saw Dude. Saw Dude. Oh, I like I like uh, the one where he's dancing. He's like, I'm just balling with my bros. <laughs> I like the like, little boy with the avocado. <laughs> It's an avocado. Oh, yeah. They were like, Thanks. let's give our son a weird gift and see what happens. <laughs> and he's so, like, gentle with it. It's like, hey. Dude, TikTok is savage, though, because they would they started putting those Vine compilations on TikTok, yeah. but they would edit in, like, violent war footage randomly oh, wow. in the middle. So, yeah. Ooh. You're like, surprise. You're like, oh. Ooh. What's Ooh. expecting that? It's the yeah. same way. Remember the cooking videos and they would just like flash. Start st- th- oh, no. I've seen where they start throwing stuff and like breaking stuff. And- no, the one with the cooking videos, they just flash like it's a guy cooking and it's just two dudes kissing. And then it goes back. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. And then everybody in the comments like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, whoa, 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 like, whoa, whoa, whoa what was that? <laughs> like, hold on, like, we got to watch that again. Like, like, that, <laughs> should, that should looks really good, but what was that picture? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen the ones where they're mixing all these ingredients. Like, oh, we're going to make this. And then it's like, throw the flour. And then it's like, they throw like um, paint and like just random stuff oh, in yeah, it. You know, I, I've I've discovered like a, a subgenre to like the cooking TikToks, and it's like almost like shock cooking TikToks, where they're not their goal is not to make something good or even edible. It's no, just it's to like, like see how much they can soror- piss people off. Yes, so that's, that's basically what I'm talking about. Yeah, and people used to tag me in them, and I'm like, stop it. It's, it's like some what? sorority girl. She's just like throwing eggs in a blender with the shell. Like, yeah. Today we're eating casserole. 
It's well, like the nastiest thing you've ever Well, I saw one where they were like, it was some meatloaf or whatever, but they were like mixing it in the sink. And yes. Like, and then it's like. I've seen that one, yes. dude. Yes. So gross. I was just like. Ugh. So yeah, uh, you're on. You're a TikToker. Yes. You're a TikToker? <laughs> she is. Yes. You're a t- What's your username? I need to follow you. We all need Liz to follow. Liz Casland. C-A-S. L-A-N-D. Yes. There so L-I-Z-C-A-S-L-A-N-D. Everybody yes. on the podcast, go give uh, Liz Casland a Ooh, quick, hello. quick boom, boom. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and, and I try to keep all the, the usernames pretty much like the, the same. same. So I know Instagram is Liz underscore Casland, and then TikTok is Liz Casland. But that way I figure like it's a little bit easier for people to like find me across the platform. Yeah. True. Yeah. Hit so. smash that follow button so hard, so hard. You're gonna get tried at the Geneva Convention for um, war crimes. Kitchen said, "Destroy his, the like button." You're gonna appreciate this because Kitchen just said his favorite vine was the dude on the porch, and they were roommates. <laughs> that's why we're buddies, Ryan. <laughs> that's that's one of Dalton's favorite too. Roommates. That's awesome. And they were roommates. And they were, oh my god! And so they were. He roommate. said, "Oh my god, they were roommates." <laughs> Dude, Ryan Ryan posted a funny meme today. I can't say it, but it was hilarious. (laughs) Oh, I think I saw that. Uh, I'm definitely definitely a meme person. My Facebook is just memes. I try try my whole brand. I I feel like a meme. You're a meme. Yeah, I feel like that's why I'm so hated, because I'm a meme. Because I gave up, like... Like, you know, artistic vision and, like, skill and talent. Like, I just... I gave up talent yeah, for me. You know, like, practice and, like... Do it for the me. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. I could I can make I can make troll videos and funny videos and still be a musician. One of my... So, one of my favorite memes is, is the one from... That scene from The Lord of the Rings. One does not simply... <laughs> yes. Like, and then yeah. whatever it is underneath, that's, that is always one of my favorite memes. Yes. And then the other one is... Um, it, it was like a uh, a blog that mm-hmm. that this that this woman did, and it was like very crude drawings, but like they were so funny. And it's like all the things, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's like got these kind of like frog eyes, and like a little like I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. It's like all Dude, the things. I wish I could remember the account, but there was a video that you know the Hobbit music. <laughs> like that real nice hobby music. Yeah, yeah. It's like a they're an influencer cow, but the dude's like five one and she's like six five. <laughs> it's like but they're both they're both really hand no, it's not like this. <laughs> Sorry. Not at all. <laughs> but they're both really handsome and yeah. they like br- embrace it. But she posted a video they were hiking and he was there in the woods. <gasps> she was filming him video. like and you could tell she's like way up here. And it had the Hobbit music, and he was like, "He's like so small." Yeah, it was like do 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 do, and it was like when your short king takes you hiking, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is brilliant! That's awesome." But but I feel like I feel like every good relationship, you have to be able to like take yeah. each other shit like yeah. a little bit, as long as it's in like a loving way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, when we go out, it we. I don't. I guess she likes them, but we just. I feel like she's trolling people, or we are, because she wears <laughs> like four inch high heels. I wear like platform combat boots yeah. when we go oh, out. So, she's okay. like so I'm like six, six five when we go places. Yeah, and, then <laughs> and I'll, like, he's like hugging me, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're like, oh, you're so cute, so cute. So cute. <laughs> and like all like the seven foot tall like jog dudes are like, what the. F-? <laughs> See, I, they're like looking at like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> See, and then you look over at him, and you're like, that's right. <laughs> She's nice. Yeah, I have done that. Yeah. I've literally had, like, do, 
jog- like a six eight guy walked up to me one time and like was trying to hit on her. And then literally, it took him so long to figure out that we were dating just because he couldn't believe it. And then when he did, he went, why are you? He was like, why are you with him? And I was like, hey, bro, I'm I'm right here, dog. Like, what? And I, <laughs> oh, didn't see it on there. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, he was. Uh, I get squash on with my boots. Yeah. yeah. Just, just like a little. <laughs> I could do it. I could, I, 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 dude, I'll call an airstrike real quick. Like I said, I have the U.S. Army. I have the Air Force on my side. Oh, my gosh. But like, see, but see, like, especially with someone at that height, like, you just sneak around, like, stealth. Ninja. Yeah, <laughs> stealth mode. It's like, oh, my God, where did he come from? I didn't even see him. No, the, mo- the most savage thing you got to say now is he, he, if you're a man and so he want to really embarrass another dude, say easy pickings. I don't know what that means. Just I, say, just look at a guy and go, Dude, you're easy pickings. Does that mean like you're not cream of the crop? It's a man. Just go knit or. <laughs> Excuse you. Pardon yeah. me. <laughs> I crochet. Yeah, yeah this- I do <laughs> underwater basket weaving. No way. <laughs> yes. Get my hobbies right. No, yeah. my Get it together. My six year old likes to play pretend too. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Oh, hold on, let me see. Okay. No, I have a comment. Um, so we have a friend. His name's Neil, and his son's that. name is Dalton. And he is also an aspiring singer and songwriter. Oh, very nice. And he just turned 16. Ooh, um, right. And he said, so Neil is his dad. Neil said, Junior needs to talk to Liz because he blew his voice completely out last week, struggling oh, no. with his high notes. Mm. So, Let's give him a tip. Yeah. Well, she did earlier talking about, like, you don't have to blow give, yourself Give him another up. one. Come on. For the, commu- for oh, the community. Yeah, for the community. For the community. <laughs> oh, vibes. Well, um, so one of the things that really helps is, honestly, some of the warm-up exercises. Mm. And um, some of them are so simple. And one of the things that I like to joke about is that the warm-ups are so simple, but they make you look so stupid, which yes. is one of the reasons why a lot of people don't do them. They're like, oh, man, I don't want to look uncool. I'm like, okay, so you're just going to blow out your voice? Yeah. You do you, boo, like, you know? Like we were saying earlier, you look real cool <laughs> after the show going. <laughs> yeah. That was a great show, guys. You yeah. know, and it's like, all right, yeah, you okay there, buddy? You like, you going to be okay for tomorrow? It's like. <laughs> so, so one of my, one of my absolute favorite, favorite exercises um for like warm-ups is um it's called siren like a siren yeah so you start in like a lower note and then you basically work your way to a higher note and what it actually really helps you with is the connection between your chest your mix and your falsetto because you're basically working through the register where you normally crack yeah and it, it was so funny because, like, we used to do sirens in, like, you know, theater. I was about to say, I was in theater, so yeah, I know a yeah, lot yeah. of warm-ups. So, yeah. and, and I was in theater all throughout high school, and that was one of our, that was one of our warm-ups mm-hmm. was, was the sirens. Um, but, I mean, it's it's so helpful to, like, work through. And, and that's where you can start to combine the techniques, where you're doing a siren, but you're focusing on Transition. where your oomph is coming from, basically, yeah. which is, like, your lower abdomen, Um, and, and I kind of visualize it as like your abdomen is like your fuel tank for your air Mm -hmm. and you don't want to be like, you know, sucking in here. You want to be sucking in down here. And like I said, just gentle push out of the abdomen to Can we get a little example? So like for, for like a good siren, 
you know, you kind of go, you, and, and a lot of times putting your hand on your abdomen can help remind you to like push yeah. until you start doing it just from muscle memory. It's like working out. Exactly. Yeah. And so like you can hold your, you can hold your hand like kind of on your abdomen, like down here and you start in like a note you're comfortable. Generally you want to start somewhere in your chest voice, go, uh, And then you work up in, in like the tone. So then you go to the next higher note mm -hmm. and you do that and then you do that. But you focus on not pushing too much because if you push too much, your body wants to tighten yeah, up yeah. and then this tightens up. So you want to try and keep everything loose. Yeah. And um, a lot of other, uh, another really good thing is a lot of people think that if you open your mouth like, ah, like it, like, uh, like super wide, like you'll get better sound. And that's not always the case. There are times you want to like open your mouth more, but you never want to open your mouth this way. You want to open your mouth this way. And a lot of it is just conserving the air hmm. because you don't want to waste air, especially if you're singing a song that has long phrases and, yeah. you know, it's really difficult with breathing because, um, believe it or not, one of the toughest songs that I sing, not like vocally, but breath work wise, is Love Story by Taylor Swift. Because it's just like a bunch of it's just, all together. Yeah. It's it's real quick. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of room to take good breaths. She, she's a master with breath work. Oh, I know. Her The tour she's on now is three hours she, without a break. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It is. Is it C-A-S-L-A-N-D? C-A-S-L-A-N-D. Yes. Okay. And anybody who follows me, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, anything like that, I do I do accept DMs. So if anybody has questions about lessons or questions about where to find my music or anything like that, I'm, I'm more than happy to interact with awesome. uh, followers and everything like that. So There you go, guys. Someone asked me to type your name in. Like your TikTok hey, name yeah, in the chat. Yeah. So. Look what yeah. I'm doing for you guys. <laughs> well, and, and in terms of TikTok, um, you know, right now, a lot of it, like there is some of my music stuff on there. Um, when I first started the account, I, I did a lot of like widow content, oh, um, you know, and everything like that. I've been on a hiatus with like posting for a while just because like there's been some stuff in my life I've been dealing with and, you just know, trying happens. to be like, hey, let me spend a few hours making content. I'm like, I just don't always have time for that. Yeah. But, um, now that like things have settled with moving and, and everything like that, I'm I'm definitely probably within a the next couple of weeks gonna really start posting. Cause I'm like, man, if I start posting, I wanna be consistent about it. Yeah. You know. Makes sense. Um but I do you still do post you, yeah. very regularly on my Instagram, okay. at least with like, you know, pictures of shows and I always like you know, doing makeup stuff. And, I know. I was, um, I've been looking at your eyeliner all night. Like, I yeah, love it. It took me so long to be <laughs> at least mostly consistent <laughs> with, like, being <laughs> able to apply. Yeah. Well, and, and when I first started doing, like, shows, um, it was it was so... <laughs> It was so frustrating because, you know, you look at, like, the big stars and everything, and they've got this gorgeous makeup, and it mm -hmm. never runs off their face and, like, whatever. And I remember I was uh, performing at uh, Margaritaville in their in their club. And, uh, Jimmy Buffett's? The, the one uh, in Conroe? The, yeah, the one in Conroe, yeah. the Margaritaville there in Conroe. Oh. It's a resort. Yeah, and it's it's honestly really cool. Like they've got yeah. a couple different pool areas, a couple different bars. They've yet. always got they've always got stuff going on. 
honestly, it was like a great, if you just want to like get away for a weekend, it was a cool little spot. That's where our next offsite for work is. Nice. Mm. It was, it was, it was a really nice little resort. And so we, uh, the band I was with at the time, we were playing in the boathouse, which is like their club. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I'm going to do this cool eye makeup look and, and everything like that. And after our first set, I went into the bathroom and it was just all down my face. And I was like, Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, why? All so, <laughs> so really, it just like, well, I mean, I, I pretty much just had to wipe off everything that Dang. ran. And, and yeah, because I was like, man, like, I would love to have a cool eye makeup look because, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll get women or, or something coming up and being like, wow, I really like your makeup. How did you yeah. do that? You know, we'll chit chat about makeup. Yeah. But um, I, I it took me so long to find a mascara and an eyeliner that could last an entire show and not just melt off my face. Yeah. And um and I was so angry because like I like doing like the really cool eye makeup, but if it runs, then it runs in my eye during it the show burns. and I'm like, ah! yeah. you know, <laughs> like I love rock. Oh, 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 my eyeball, it's burning. You know, like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to have that happen. No. So um, usually with like shows where I know we're going to be like outside or it's going to be hot or something. Um, I, I go a little bit, you know, plain on, on the makeup and yeah. everything. And but you do it all yourself. Mm-hmm. You need a little flamboyant boy to follow you around and do this. So. <laughs> flamboyant boy. Well, actually. A metro um, boy, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't that be cute? A little like, okay. like yeah. real caramel skin, but <laughs> blonde, but bleach blonde hair. Yeah. I mean, just. Stop and he's tips. like, hold on. Get off the stage. Yeah, yeah. Let me blot. Let all, me blot. Always T-Rex girl, yes. you know? Always. Yes. <laughs> well, one of my uh, one of my really good friends, he's actually a, a, a very well-known um, drag queen out in Galveston. How cool. And um, him and his husband, like his husband, he's a DJ. And like That's they so do all fun. sorts of really cool events. And um, they actually uh, <laughs> help organize like Pride Galveston and oh, everything cool. like that. Just Two wonderful individuals. Yeah. And um, he came and did my makeup for um, some of my photo shoots and cool. uh, my one music video because he's very, very talented. I'm sure you had those cheekbones like, oh, man, cut. like my <laughs> face was cinched. Yes. And it looked amazing. <laughs> just every time he did my makeup, mm-hmm. I was like, how can I even just have an ounce yeah. of like the ability that you have with makeup. Bad and, bitches only. <laughs> oh, man, I know. And it's just like, so I, I tried to learn a little bit as he was, like, doing my makeup, sort of, like, how it was feeling, like, what he was doing. And, of course, not going to lie, learned a lot from TikTok. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> me too, yeah. Dude, I, I will watch, like, the makeup tutorials. I'm like, I love them. That's, that's hot, huh? sick. I was like, that's pretty, that's a Should sick eyeshadow. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, do some, do some eyeshadow yeah. looks, you know? For sure. Hell yeah. I, I love watching that kind of stuff. I used I to watch YouTube like a long time ago yeah. before TikTok was a thing. I, I really enjoy the creators who can do like the really interesting cuts where they're like tap, 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 poof. And then and it's like, like suddenly it's like done. Yeah. You're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. It's just like my thing that always blows my mind is the ease at which they put on eyeliner. They're just yeah. like <laughs> perfect. And you're like. What? And I'm like, and you're like, <laughs> I know you're like drawing it on and you're like, don't shake, don't shake. It's got to be perfect. Yes. And, <laughs> and then it's like, and then you look at yourself and like, they're like this. Or you blink wow. and it's like, you have a, a black line up here. Oh, I know. <laughs> I have a lot of dudes comment and say I wear makeup. You look like you wear mascara. Okay. Ah, it's just because of your darker eyelashes though. You yeah. know, I have to say or... one of the most annoying things 
about guys is they have gorgeous eyelashes. I know. That's what I say. I'll just say, or because I'm beautiful. (laughs) Okay. It it, it is also both. It could be. It could be be both. (laughs) You're like, (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I pulled all my eyelashes out at one time because of anxiety. And now they're like blonde and short and stubby. (laughs) I want to be a TikTok star. (laughs) 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 Look at TikTok. Give me. Oh, I got one viewer right now. TikTok, <laughs> please give me. I'll do anything. Neil to said be. you're going. You're going after that Bud Light sponsorship. Oh yes, sir. <laughs> I want a Bud. Dude, let's talk a little bit. No. About. No. One of my favorite beers, Bud Light. No. Why do we love Bud Light? Why, guys? Because of its crisp, refreshing, ice cold flavor. No. We love Bud Light. Because it's their, it's they them's beer. Stop. <laughs> it's not my beer. It's not his beer. It's their beer. It's everybody's beer. Yeah. Well, don't assume everybody's. But light as shit. I feel <laughs> like everybody is pretty inclusive of any person in general. Yeah, that's for everybody. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you like, what you don't like. Crack open that Bud Light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to still drink Bud Light. <laughs> I'm going to still drink Bud Light if it's free. I'm not. Yeah, that's my position on it. I'll pay for a better beer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, it was pretty funny to troll, but then it's like I started seeing the videos where it's some, like, it's like some dude with, like, the black and white filter, and he's in the woods going, I drink Bud Light for four years. And I'll never ever know. I'm like, damn, dude, it is not. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. It's like it's not that. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. I, I'll take the position that I, I think beers. See, Miller Lite. Every ad from Miller Lite is just a nice, clean color background and a cold Miller Lite. Yeah. It's like I think beer companies would just be best just doing that. Just well, I remember uh, what what was the brand that did the Real Men of Genius? That was Anheuser Busch. Yeah, yeah, it was Bush. It was Bush. Bush is Bud Light. Yeah, and uh, and then I always loved the um, the Budweiser ads that they would play like years and years and years ago during the Super Bowl with the frogs. Yes, and like what oh, what was the things that was always trying to get the beer from the frogs? I uh, it was like weasels or something. Oh, that's it. I bet. No, did Brian? Why? Yes, yeah, Budweiser, it was Budweiser. The, Budweiser, red, the Budweiser frogs, yeah. Yeah, red can Budweiser. Yeah, that I those ads were so funny. I remember Real watching them. Of course, I like the. <laughs> I loved those ads so much. I like the uh, Real Clydesdales. Oh, those are such beautiful horses. I know. My daddy used to They're work massive. at the Budweiser brewery. <laughs> oh yeah, Ryan said, "Real trans man of genius." <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You guys are so bad. I know. You're so bad. <laughs> he said all the TikToks about Bud Light today have been killing me. Your dad worked at the... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I uh, worked at the... Bur- uh, should or- I make a TikTok about Bud Light? No. I need. I haven't made a TikTok today. I wonder what I should make it about. Well, I didn't have an internet that really pissed me off. Well, that sounds like we need some suge- suggestions, guys. Yeah. I mean, he's... Uh, apparently, he's open and willing to do anything for TikTok. Yeah, dude. I'm, dude I want I'm you to so do the desperate. Neon Moon dance. <laughs> When the sun goes down, 
I just want you to do a dance TikTok, like one of those dance trends that happened during COVID. Like, oh, yeah. Like, just bring one of those back. <laughs> okay, yeah, totally. What would I do? Like, one of the most popular ones. <laughs> I don't know. Or, like, you should, you should do one of the dances, but do the entire dance with a beer in your hand. <laughs> yeah, like, very just. Uh, Thank you, Liz. Yeah, make sure you don't spill. Be like. Yeah. Like just the beer stable the whole time. Yeah. Hold my beer and watch this, but I'm going to hold my own beer. Or or just straight like like radical communist like rhetoric. Right that's, that's a normal day. Oh, no. Like, like wait a minute, guys. I got an iPhone for TikTok and you scroll and you look at the video. It's like. We need to take power back in the hands of the proletariat immediately. Stop. <laughs> and dance. And you're cut off. I thought you were going to do a dancing video. Wait, I thought this was dancing. It's time to take power back in the workers' hands. I thought you were going to teach me how to do footloose. You could do footloose inside of Nancy Pelosi. Oh, no. Oh, this. no. So, oh, man. Uh, Anyways, the only thing I do is this to the national anthem. Actually, you know what? I have a funny story about holding a beer and and like not dancing per se. So this past weekend, um, my my friend Brad and I, he plays guitar for me, and Uh we kind of have like a little acoustic duo thing going on. And uh, so we played for our friend's wedding, and we went to Papa's on the Lake the next day for brunch, and it was beautiful. I loved it. It was a really cool place. And they have this little pool area, and a few of uh, our friends had gone into the pool area, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go and chit-chat with them. So I had my beer and my flip-flop. I wasn't drunk or anything, not even tipsy. And there, there was a step up and my flip-flop caught the very edge oh, of it no. and I just ate shit. Just <laughs> ate so much Hell shit. Hell yeah, brother. And and I was like laying on my back like laughing hysterically and being like, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then I was like, but don't worry, I saved half my beer. <laughs> it's still here, guys. And like literally there were just people going like, yeah. <laughs> That's oh. all they care about. And then the next time I walked into the pool area, like I, I, I eyed that step and I was like, I'm not tripping this time. And then somebody from like another table, no idea who this was, just a random person. I was like, Watch out for that step. I was like, I got it. <laughs> Thank Not this you. Time. Oh my god. Start crying. Stop it. <laughs> no. Are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm fine. I got, I got a little like a little road rash on my knee, but I mean it's whatever. But, but you held your beer. Exactly. I saved half that beer. There you go. What beer was it? It was a uh, uh, I think it was a Stella. Oh Ooh, yeah. Artois. A Stella Artois. Stella Artois. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's uh, that's French, right? Yes, you want to go on vacation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, we were talking about this at work the other day because so we have an Italian guy oh, that yeah, works yeah, with yeah. us, yeah. and um, we have another guy, he's from Pakistan, and um. He was saying, we were at our offsite at work, and mm-hmm. the Italian was talking. His name's Roberto. Anyways, Roberto was talking, and uh, Gohar, this is our Pakistani, yeah. he was, um, like, looking at one of our other people, like, making fun of him, and he was going. Oh, no. <laughs> and so Roberto, he told me the oh, story. No. Gohar was telling me the story, and then Roberto walks out. We're, like, in a hotel, like, meeting room. He walks yeah. out, and he was just like, 
uh, talking to him and he said something. He was like, yeah, go hard. And he was like, because he saw him make, like, go hard was making fun oh, of Roberto so he while he was like, talking. Oh, I know you're talking shit. Yes. So Roberto walked down and he was like, and Gohar was just like, oh, oh shit. Oh, no. That's how Europeans fight. But it was like, like he was like joking with him. Like, he was like, he doesn't care. Like, that's a thing. But like he says, like, you know, uh, Italians do that when they're like talking. It's just like a gesture. But then there's like right. in some cultures, it's like not a good thing. Right. Like, well, well, actually, so uh, whenever I was younger, uh, my parents took us to uh, Europe. And we traveled around, like, during our summer vacation and everything. And because, uh, like, my parents traveled there when they were younger. And, like, my dad speaks fluent German. My mom oh, wow. speaks fluent French. And so that's basically how, like, Why? we were able to get around. Well, so my dad, he went abroad. And he, <coughs> so he was traveling around Europe with his friend. And Is he German? Well, I mean, we definitely have German heritage. I mean, yeah. if you look at me, I'm, like, a stereotypical yeah, white person true. with, like, the stereotypical <laughs> list of, like, you know, generally white countries and my, yeah. my genetic background and everything. And, um, but we'd, we'd go and, and it was just so crazy because they'd always like have a chat with us before we would go. And they're like, all right, guys, listen, we know that like here you can say, okay, you know, give the little, and they were like, whatever you do, do not do that when you're in Europe. And we're like, what? They were like, yeah, when you do this in, in Europe, it's, basically like you're telling somebody they're an asshole yeah and we were like oh so and but once again it's just it's just so interesting to see how different like communication even just like hand gestures are Mm -hmm. you know like across across countries you know in 1931 in germany they made the guillotine um illegal they got rid of the guillotine as a punishment when you got the guillotine the guillotine because it was too French, and they replaced it with the battle axe. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's true. <laughs> Irrelevant. A battle axe. I, I mean, if it came to a guillotine or a battle axe, I mean, the battle actually, axe seems pretty dope. It's more badass. That was actually one of the yes. reasons that helped uh, get the big man with the H mm-hmm. got elected, because the prime minister in 1931 was brought on to, like, <laughs> keep... It, they, the dude with the H letter mm-hmm. from right. getting more powerful. Mm-hmm. Can he not but say instead that? instead of, I don't know. It's dicey. Yeah, it's dicey. <laughs> it's dicey. I mean, even if I, I'm not even saying, but they hired the prime minister then to get rid of him. But instead of like politically working to stop him from getting more power, mm-hmm. his first order of business was to outlaw the guillotine. Oh, jeez. <laughs> because it was deemed too French <laughs> and it needed to be replaced with the German short the short battle axe. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was, when I learned that fact, I said, wow, that's incredibly mi- middle Europe. <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh. It's, it's always so interesting to... Smart, which is one of my favorite Europes. Uh, the, the closer you get to the water in Europe, mm-hmm. the more I hate them. France, way too close to the water. <laughs> way too. They're literally a peninsula. Yeah, but you know, mm-hmm. the good sturdy people in the middle, and then in the R country, mm-hmm. which those are my people. The R country? <laughs> well, I, I feel like, well, and, and it's it's so interesting just to look at, like, cultures in general, because, like, all the people that are along, like, coasts and everything, they had access, like, especially in times where, you know, the economy was bad or anything soft. like that. 
Well, like, you know, they had access to, like, fishing and things like that. Whereas, like, when you get more towards the middle of Europe, it's like, if you didn't have farming, like, you're yeah, screwed no, when it, it came to food. Yeah. You know, you it's didn't have. Hardy people. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you wind up with, with communities that are like, all right, well, this is all we have to work with. So, like, we got to make it work. And then, you know, the countries that are along the coast, you know, they could at least most of the time with, like, food shortages, they're like, well, we at least have fishing, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, so and just perfumes and stuff. Oh, right. Well, I mean. It's going to be a solid, like, 5'1", really hairy white guy. Stop. Just in a, in, in a field in middle Europe, just. Just anyway, hasn't, hasn't drank water and <laughs> hasn't had a simple actual water in 15 years. Well, it's it's so interesting to think, like, especially back in like the Middle Ages and everything, um, people really didn't do anything except drink alcohol mm -hmm. the vast majority of the time because alcohol was the only thing that was basically safe to drink. That's what all I the tell time. people now, you're like, I'm not an alcoholic, I'm just really <laughs> safe with like yes. what I drink. I just don't trust Kingwood's tab water. <laughs> It's not, I have to, I have to drink all the time. I just, it's like, I, I mean, what, what, what else can you do? You know, yeah. the, the water, it might be contaminated. It so I guess be. I just have to no, drink beer. No, it is. That's why, yeah, they were savages. I'm ready to go back to that time. It was like personally, I'm done wine with and mead though, right? Because it was like fermented. No, it was right, pretty right. strong. No, I mean. well, yeah, I was going to say, um, and of course the, the distilling process for all these various types of alcohols were all, are all always different and, Especially like in Europe, if you were in an area that supported things like vineyards, then you had access to wine. Whereas, you know, basically, if you only had access to grains, your options were like mead and, yeah, you know, like the just... real early forms of like ale, beer and things yeah. like that. And what was really cool, because like my dad's a huge history buff. So we'd always go to Europe and we'd, we'd visit like monasteries and castles cool. and things like that. And one of the really cool kind of like little historical facts about a lot of the monasteries is a lot of the monasteries, especially in Germany, Europe, everything like that, that's where the beer was brewed. Was it the monasteries? <laughs> the monks were the ones that brewed the beer. I believe it. Yeah. That's why they, they don't talk. Yeah. They don't want to tell their secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, we don't talk because you can't have a recipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's they, a family they the best of themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So talking like, about, I'm cool. ready to go back to that time. Very much so. I mean, I, I would rather not have to, like, go to the bathroom in the street or, yeah. like, dump it out sounds my window. Like, sounds <laughs> yeah. like a good I don't want to go sit in a hole in the dirt. Yeah, I'm good. Sounds like sounds like a good, yeah. Basic you know. hygienic things like a shower and a yeah, sink and yeah. a toilet. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with I, that. I'm good with those. I'm good with those. Yeah, I'll keep that. Can I, like, pick and choose? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, can we, like... Yeah. <laughs> when, when people at my shows, they come up to me and they're like, oh, you're playing too loud. I'm like, if it was 200 years ago... You'd be, I'd ride in your town on a horse and just take everything you have. You'd be like that traveling bard that would just come in, ah, let <laughs> yes. me sing you a song of my journeys. And they're like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> Throwing tomatoes I, at him. That's what <laughs> He's like, I always think of him as just like the court jester. That's like, what I'm saying. I'm ready for shit hit the fan. You're and the it, bastard. Yeah. And it goes back to tribalness, yeah. kings and queens. I'm gonna be. I'm be the. I'll be. Yeah. Oh, my lord. You're like. I'll be the funny guy. <laughs> my lord. <laughs> my lord. What would you like me to do today? <laughs> Until one day I like pick on his feet or something and he chops my head off. Oh my And gosh. then he's like, "You're not funny." <laughs> to the battle axe station. Like, yeah. Like, no. yeah. I'll be like, "Oh, your feet smell today, my lord." <laughs> and then he'd be like, "Off with your head." And then Neil like, still to ask the folks in East Palestine. I don't know what when he sent that, but. I don't know what we were talking about. 
Uh, in Iraq? I don't no, know. no, no, East Palestine, like uh, Ohio. Ohio, uh, Iraq, same thing. <laughs> no, I'm no. just kidding. I have an East Palestine T-shirt, and all the profits profits are donated. It's me. Oh, that's awesome. It's me in a cloud with my guitar, and yeah. there's a train, and I'm shooting a laser beam at it. To stop <laughs> Pretty sick. Yeah, stop this. Yeah, absolutely. Stop that train. Well, and it's. It, I mean, and it I, says prop. People over profits. Right. Well, and, and I'll only mention this briefly, but I mean, it's, it, I find it so sad that we keep having like water source issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, years ago there was the Flint water crisis, you know, they so tried to. They still don't have water. Yeah. They, they still do not really have safe water. You know, what's, you know, what CNN showed for three hours straight yesterday, a picture of Trump's plane on the tarmac. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's really unfortunate. And and then you know you have these these people who are basically stuck in in Ohio like they they, they don't, don't they don't have they the don't funds to they don't they don't have the funds to just get up and and leave I mean they that's their home and yeah. and then you they know they have gone. a situation where they're like well we're being told it's safe but literally I put creamer in my coffee and it bubbled yeah it's never done that before and I'm like. And, and it's just, you know, stinks because it's like, well, our water sources are so important for the longevity of our communities, farming, everything like that. And it's life is it's, not it's really unfortunate. And, water. you know, it's it's really sad. But, um, you know, what? too many, too many crises like that. Yeah, way too many. When the when people say that, what you exactly just said, and they bring it up to politicians in Washington, they they think. What, where they go? Where is Ohio? And then a tweet. They get a tweet, and then that's it. Right. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I think actually, and some of them would actually prefer that they're like, well, this is just expediting the process of them just not existing. Yeah, I I, I feel like there's <laughs> definitely a a group that are are very just more more interested in in. Well, if it doesn't affect me, then it's not really important to me, yeah. and it's really unfortunate that that's the views of some people. And you know, it's hopefully, it's a group of four hundred. It's a group, yeah, called Congress, Senate, and then the White House. Yeah, three. And, gr- like it's actually I said, three it's, groups. It's unfortunately, it's it's in it's in overall, it's in local governments. It's you know, and and it's. Well, I think look, well, really I, unfortunate. Man, that black dude that yells, he's my favorite politician. Uh, there's a couple of people that yell. I was about to say a lot there's of them a, yell. There's a lot of them yell. <laughs> there's that one. Quan Alex. No, it's, he's <laughs> funnier, dude. They, he is, dude, he's such a troll. He goes to city council meetings. And he, like when people complain at him, he'll just mock them. Mm. And he talks really loud. But, oh, my gosh. Sounds like you. Well, That's yeah, why you like him. I'm, I'm very close to becoming You're a politician. You're like, he's my Patronus. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, my, my cream star. Stop. Oh, actually, I have I have a question for you. What is the most memorable moment on stage that you can think of for you? <laughs> I'm sure you probably have a, uh, a quite the plethora to choose from. Yeah. Do you want an inappropriate moment or do you want, like... <laughs> Yeah, that's an like I mean, star it's shine your podcast. You can pick which story you choose. <laughs> Kitchen said, "Damn it, I was typing Quan L X. That's what I said. Yeah, We're is, on the same wavelength. It, it is Quan L. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, fuck, I can't. Mine, 
I'm going to answer mine right while you think. Go for My it. most memorable moment of him on stage mm-hmm. um, is probably like just seeing him play uh, on the Lukenbach stage Ooh. because I was like, we had, honestly, it was like very early on in our really relationship. That, we had yeah. only been together like maybe a month or so. Oh, okay. He invited me to that show and it was like their first big show was at Lukenbach and they opened up for uh, John Wolfe and Roger Krager. And I just remember, like, one of his friends, or one of their, all of their friends had, like, an extra shirt, like, a button-down black shirt that he mm-hmm. put on. And I, like, his hair wasn't this long yet, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't all go in a bun. Yeah. And so he did, like, a little half up, half down, like, yeah. man bun. And he, like. And you were out there, like. <sighs> yeah, and it was, I just remember, like, he looked really good. <laughs> and then, like, they were on stage. And I've seen him play multiple shows sure, before that. Sure. But, like. That was just such a big moment, and his mom was there, and like she loves Willie Nelson, like yeah. you know, Lukenbach was just very historical, mm-hmm. and it so was like, probably that, yeah. Like that was just like it, when I think about shows, like that's like top tier for me. Oh, that's that's cool. probably the yeah. biggest show, yeah, and the most memorable. That's awesome. And then when the girl grabbed his dick. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, I didn't want to say that, but I I knew you forget, wanted to. So. I won't forget that. Yeah, I knew you. That's what you were thinking. So it's either. No, I mean, I'll never forget that, but the top, <laughs> it, the most memorable is Lu- the two, Lukenbach and the Trump rally. Oh, okay. Or the Trump boat parade. The boat parade. The boat parade. Yeah, I'm not, I was not politically affiliated. I was just paid to play a game. <laughs> right, you're like, uh, was, they paid for me to play. Yeah. No, but it was sick. Yeah. And then, not even, I remember the whole Lukenbach show, I remember Every moment, the mm-hmm. Trump rally, I really—it's kind of like cruising through it. No, bit. it's it's most memorable because I played the Star Spangled Banner, and oh, it was just like okay. the rest of the show. I don't remember, but did I just you go re- on, did you go like full on Jimi Hendrix with it? That's what I always did? tell him. Like, give me the Jimi version. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't practice at all. Brandon, the dude I was playing with, was like, play the Star Spangled Banner. I was like, you're like what? I was like, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> there's like a bunch of there's like. Not not just the Trump support, like mm-hmm. the real ones were there. They come out of the woodworks. They come out of New Caney. <laughs> they yeah. kind of like pop no. out there like, hey, we're still no, like, they, crawled out of, they crawled out the river, out the water. Out the Lake Houston. <laughs> and then Brandon was like, you can play the Star Single Man. And I was like, no, dude, I'm not. Because if, if fuck I fuck it up, up they're going to beat my ass. Oh, man. And then he was like, when, he went on the mic and said, Don Potter is going to play the national anthem. Oh, no. <laughs> and, then, and you were like, oh. yeah. And there was the story. I've said this on, I think, on the podcast to many people. But I'm playing it, and then I fucked a note up, and then I hear screaming in the crowd, like, rah, 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 rah. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna get my ass beat. And then I look, and it's like this bodybuilder ripped, and he's screaming at people to take their hat off while I'm playing. <laughs> he's going, take your hat off during the national anthem. What is wrong with you? Take your Respect mind. our lady liberty. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then you just been on the list ever since. Oh wow. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. I wasn't there for that yeah, one. But. They I've had some really wild moments on stage. Oh man. Because yeah, I, I but I I invite that energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you see our shows, it's that just me. What's your moment? Ooh, so I would probably say like the most memorable, like moment for me was actually when uh we were playing so the emotions which is the cover band that i sing with right now Mm -hmm. um we played three days in a row at um 
the barbecue for the Houston Rodeo, and we were in um, a private tent. Yeah. And it was a really big tent. I think it was the Texas Social Club that we played in. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it was really, really cool. And I think it was, I want to say it was the second night. And um, because by the second, the first night, like, everything was... Like, it was really loud just because, you know, it was our first night there. You know, our yeah. sound guy was trying to, like, balance it because, of course, all the tents around us had live music, too. Yeah. Yeah, I was and, there with my company. Right, <laughs> right. And and so, you know, uh, but by the second night, you know, we all kind of were like, okay, we kind of, like, know the feel of it now and everything like that. And I remember I was singing Don't Stop Believing," And, um, I mean, I just, there was, there was, like, this moment. And because the crowd was like so into it, they were like, you know, pumping up, yeah. they were like right up on the stage. They were like yelling and singing along and everything. And I just remember like as I was singing, you know, we um, our guitarist, Ray, who's phenomenal. I love watching him play. And, um, you know, he went into the solo, you know, right before the don't stop yeah. believing. And, you know, I was doing like a little, yeah, a little bit of like interacting with him or whatever, but like giving him his time to, to do his solo and everything. And I just remember like, like scanning the crowd and being like, this is cool. Oh my gosh. I'm doing, this is, this is my life right now. Yeah, a little moment. Like I was just like, this is like, this feels like a rock star moment. Like right now. And I was like, <laughs> slow motion. And, and literally Everyone like. Everyone was standing up. Like. They they were standing up. They were at the stage. Like pretty much the entire tent was just filled with people because it was like a Friday night. Yeah, it's that's packed. Awesome. And, and those it was are the packed. moments. Yeah. And and I just remember it was like, it, you know how you kind of had those like, mm-hmm. like moments or whatever. And and I just looked out and I remember walking off stage that night and being like, I never want to do anything else with my life. Oh, I was like, so cool. This, like I'm like. I, I never want to do anything else. Yeah. And, and I, I even told uh, our um, our front man, Josh, because, like, they he and his girlfriend were staying with me um, in my guest room. And, uh, you know, we were talking, and we were talking about how we felt the show, you know, went pretty well and, and everything like that. I mean, of course, live music, there's always hiccups. Yeah. But, um, you know, and we were just talking about it. And, you know, I was like, man, I just, like— looking out at those people and, and, you know, just feeling the energy on stage and the energy from the crowd and everything. I was just like, I was like, I, I just fell in love with all of this all over again. Yeah. And it was just, it was so magical. And, and I just remember like my drive and motivation was just like a reset, <sighs> like yeah. after that. And, uh, and I actually like all three of those shows I was feeling under the weather. Like I was just, I was like, uh, I have a whole sinus routine if, like, I'm having really bad allergies mm-hmm. or um, if I'm starting to feel a little a little ill with, like, a cold or something. Like, I always test, you know, because I'm, I'm just, especially since I used to work as a nurse, yeah. I'm always, like, infection control, you know. Yes. And, um, but it wasn't that, fortunately. It was just something. And, and, you know, I didn't really interact with people in the crowd. And if I'm not feeling well, I kind of, like, try and distance Stay, myself yeah. from my, you know, fellow bandmates because I'm like, I'm not going to fucking get them sick because then all three of us singers are going to be sick and we're all going to be like, Ugh. yeah, you need one good. And, uh, but fortunately, you know, with, with the medicine and I do like the sinus rinse yep. and, you know, my uh, allergy medicine and the nitty and the nitty yes. <laughs> and then I also um, within the past year, I've been using a, a steamer uh-huh. to steam my vocal cords and I'll do that right before bed because like. Within 30, you're not supposed to like do any hard vocal anything for about 30 minutes after steaming. Mm-hmm. And it helps with inflammation. It helps with lubrication and like kind of rehydrating your cords. Game changer oh. when I'm like 
not feeling well or I feel like um, I don't feel strain very often just because I've been working with Tom for so long that, you know, it's a lot of the muscle memory is starting to kick in when it comes to like singing and stuff. Um, but there are some times where it feels scratchy. And, those moments are pretty gnarly, right? Oh my God, they're amazing. I, I live for those moments now. Like yeah, with my, a good The first crowd time I had that moment was at Luke and Bog. And, the, and I remember distinctly the same thing. After I got off the stage, I was like, well, I was like, fuck anything else. Right. And for a long time, I would be like. Oh, yeah. But it, it's actually kind of sad. It, and I've, it, it's not all good. Because well, it sure. makes the rest of life, to and me personally, mediocre. Very, it, me, it makes everything very mediocre, which is. Thanks. Not, well, it is. It, it is <laughs> like. Some of the shows. I thought that I was supposed to be your moment. You're you're my continual moment. Oh. Aww. Yeah, every little <laughs> moment here with you. Yeah. I mean, it's just weird. I don't know. It's just like you know such the, a weird the way that I like to be the weird the, the way that I like to look at it is, and I always I always like to reference Freddie Mercury because just mm-hmm. if I had to pick a favorite band of all time, it's Queen. Yeah. I mean, just. Phenomenal. Watching him and listening to him, just yeah, phenomenal. And but what was really interesting is like I like I watched all sorts of documentaries on him, on yes. Queen, on like all this other stuff, and you know it honestly helped me a little bit with like my my nerves for like going on stage when I learned that um, his very first show that he ever did. He faced the wall the entire time because he was yeah. so nervous to face the audience. Yeah. And I was like, man, if he can be nervous, it's okay that I'm nervous. Absolutely. And But the other thing, too, is, you know, he would talk about how his persona on stage was so different from the person he was, like, off stage. And honestly, I kind of find that really cool mm-hmm. because I can be— kick-ass, confident, outgoing on stage. And then when I come off stage, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm going to go home and hang out with my dogs. Yes. Yeah. Like, binge watch The Last of Us or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where, you know? And oh, so, like, how a lot of people are, yeah. Yeah, but I kind of like it because I kind of, it's it's almost like when I'm on stage, I get to let my hair down. Uh, yeah. I get to have fun, get lost in the music. I get to, like, interact with my bandmates, the crowd, like, everything like that. And then when I'm off stage, I just, like, like back to my little my little uh, hermit semi hermit life, you know. <laughs> well, you're a performer. Like at yeah. the end of the day, like you're going out there and you're putting on a performance. Right. Like, you no, have to channel your per- like that makes you know, your think character. You're professional too, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's a good. Per- I I'm j- I literally just wear I wear the same shit pretty much all the time, and I just walk on stage play and then walk off and I'm just <laughs> no change. There's literally no change. No change. I'm like, I'll get like. I even think yeah. I'm a, a character, like I, like, you know, morph into a character at his shows. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, put no, on a performance two, too. There's two types of musicians is the type that do that. And then the type that I am that just walk on stage. You mm-hmm. never change. And just, yeah, just play. Yeah. I feel like that's and like Mo, like Melissa is the same way. Yeah. Mo is a lot like me in that she just walks on she's stage. She's the same on and off. Like she brings the energy, whether she's performing or just. 
hanging out. Wait, Mo yeah. from uh, Mo Cotton in the field. Oh my gosh, I love her. Yes, she's really? so great. Yes. She, 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 uh, Mo Cotton in the field. They played at um, a friend of mine's benefit. Um, he passed. Yeah. He passed away from COVID, and they had a benefit for um, his widow. And they Aww. played. Oh, they were fantastic. I they're played so with fun. her a few weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, dude. I, I, you know, I listened to her, and I was like, wow, they're they're really good. Yeah. You know, she's a very talented vocalist. And I got to talk to them like very briefly because actually my friend Brad is friends with them too. Oh, okay. Um, Did you talk to Dragon too? That's her I, husband. I, I don't know if I got a chance to talk to Dragon. No. <laughs> He's the he's the sound guy. <laughs> that's really is. That's really is. His Clint, but <laughs> oh no 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 no! Who? I did I did talk Clint. to Clint. Yeah. So yeah, so he's dragon. That's what, dragon. Oh okay. All right. All right. So actually, yes, I did because I know that my friend Brad is friends with Clint. Yeah. And one of the things that I found out, and I didn't find out until after I'd started like playing with Brad. Um. So him and Clint actually went out on I believe it was Clint's boat. To help search for Ben when he went missing. Oh, yeah. oh really? small world. I was oh, like, like yes. my jaw dropped. I was like, oh my gosh, are I you I serious? I and Clint telling me that story. Yeah, yeah, that a small world. Man. And I was, I was like, and and so it was in 2020, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think I remember the so story. So basically, Easter of 2020, um, and and I'll you know try and not make it super long but you know we we were looking for a reason to just go floating on the canal because a lot of those neighborhoods on the lake they have canals where they have like boat launches like fishing piers things like that and we'd floated on it before and so um you know ben and i and then you know his brother sister and his best friend you know we were like oh let's just go floating it's a nice day you know and everything like that and we were floating you know just starting out and everything and then like a water moccasin like swam by and we were like oh we were like oh let's float away from the wildlife yeah and so we we started floating towards like where the mouth of the canal met the lake and you know we were just floating there and then like out of nowhere like it seemed like seconds. I'm sure it was minutes, but it seemed like seconds. This weather front just blew in. Oh, yeah. And and the wind and the waves, and it started dragging our boats out. And we ha- we were in, like, the inflatable boats, like the kind that you get from Academy and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, so it started pulling us out. And, like, literally, we were taking our paddles trying to paddle back into the canal. And it just, no, no. And and so, like, we, we wound up drifting out onto the lake. And we were all freaking out. And then um, our friend, uh, his best friend, wound up in the water. And, like, so, and we were in separate boats. So, like, one boat was, like, over here. And then Ben and my boat started getting dragged out to, like, the middle of the lake. And, you know, we had a floaty attached to our boat that his brother was, uh, like, sitting on and the waves would like kick up the floaty and then the wind would catch it and like fling him off and so he wound up kind of swimming off because he was like oh, i'm not gonna waste energy trying to get back on the floaty that keeps dumping me yeah. off so you know very very smart move there and then we were trying to get the floaty untied because it was acting like a sail yeah, and like at one point it like caught me across the chest and oh, like pinned no. me to the boat and so like during all that scuffle and everything um the, the side of the boat had lost some air and he wound up falling in. And whenever he popped up, like, I remember, like, we we locked eyes and he was like, I have to help him. I have to help our friend. He's been in the water too long. I have to help him. And then he just turned around and swam off in the direction that our friend had fallen in the water. And that was the last I saw him. 
And, uh, like, I fortunately I'd brought my phone, um, so I dialed 911 and uh, all of that. But it took them, like, 30 minutes to get there. So we were actually rescued by civilians who saw my sister-in-law, like, waving her paddle, like, to try and, like, oh, we're in distress, you know. Wow. So they came out, and, and one boat picked them up, and then one boat came and got me because we were so far apart. And... Um, you know, when the guy in the boat that came and got me, like, pulled me onto the boat and everything, he was like, hey, I've got the other boat on the line. You know, do you want to talk to them? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. I got to make sure everybody's okay. And so I'm like, hey, 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 who do, who do you have on your boat? Who do you have in your boat? It was like, oh, well, we, we pulled the three people from the water. I was like, three people are supposed to be four. Who's there? And they name everybody but Ben. Uh. And it's like, <sighs> looking back, I feel like I knew at that moment, but it, it would be another, like, three days before they actually recovered him. Um, but like I, I went on Facebook and I organized, um, you know, uh, search parties just for like people just to like scope out the, the, um, the shoreline, you know, I was like, of course, you know, everybody remain cautious and everything, but if anybody can just keep, you know, a lookout for signs of him, like, cause I was hoping he made it to shore. Maybe he was just tired and couldn't communicate, whatever. Um, and, Honestly, one of the really big things that that helped me get through like that initial time was just the kindness of strangers. There, there were so many communities around the lake that just came out like in mass. Like I had people in, you know, contacting me. They were taking their jet skis, their kayaks, their boats, everything, and just like circling as much area as they could. And like my sister helped create a search map that she updated and would put to like the Facebook. Uh, page that was like helping track everything and and so even though obviously the result wasn't what we were hoping for I was like man just the fact that so many people who are strangers like gave up their time and their energy just to help somebody Didn't like that know. was yeah. it it just like I really feel that that and and honestly there were a few people from the Facebook complete strangers and um, they wound up reaching out to me personally because there was actually, I think, two different widows and their husbands had passed away from like cancer and like other illnesses and everything. And they they just talked to me for like an hour just consoling me and, and telling me that as, as much as it hurt, it was going to be OK. And I was like, man, this this is just like these people don't even know me. And, and they're just so willing to open themselves just to like you know, comfort me a little bit. And they and were lake people too? Yeah, they, they were all just in the communities around the lake. Wow. Some and it was so crazy. Some of our best friends are lake people. Yeah. Um, our be we're best friends, Brandon, Clint, Melissa, mm -hmm. Don, Tiffany, um, Chad, Chelsea. Marissa, they're all lake people. Lake yeah. Chelsea. The best. Yeah. Tim and Chelsea, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're the, some absolutely wonderful people just kind of, came out of the woodworks to help this wow. stranger who who's you know went through a traumatic accident and everything and um you know the uh the sergeant who was in charge of the search um you know obviously he didn't want to tell me that mm -hmm. you know that's what happened but he was so kind and he was like so gentle like because he basically called it we were it was like lunchtime on like day three and I got a phone call from him and he was like hey where are you and told him where I was and and everything like that and he's like okay I'm gonna meet you guys there and I was like oh, yeah damn. like I know what's coming like 
And um, you knew at so, that point. yeah, I, I knew that he, when when somebody when you're in that situation and the phone call is, where are you? I'm going to come find you. I need to talk to you. Yeah. It's not after 24 good. hours. It's not good. After 24 hours, it's 99 mm-hmm. percent. So um, so he came and, and gave us the news. And, you know, obviously, I just, like, crumpled onto the ground, like, right there. But and you... No, 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 no. Go go for you it. You weren't singing at that time. No, no. This was this was before I started singing. Um, and, like like I said, I had, I had done the pediatric nursing, and then uh, we were planning to go live over in Europe for a year. Yeah. So, you know, music wasn't even on my radar. And then what wound up happening is I recorded a cover song, a cover of a song for his memorial service. Cause I was like, I am going to sing at his memorial service. And I knew I couldn't do it live. Yeah. So I was like, I at least have enough equipment to record a cover and they can play it during the memorial service. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it played during the memorial service. And then within like the next week, um, the people at the church reached out to me and they were like, Hey, um, would you be interested in singing with the praise team? Because we mm-hmm. heard your song and your your voice is just so beautiful. We would love to have you if that's something you're interested in. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. And, you know, then kind of like I was saying before, I started singing with them and then did that whole thing. And then it's, you know, just. Well, yeah, it, sad things. That opened up a lot of doors for yeah, you, though. Duly and my dad died in 2020 and it it led me a lot to. Like you said, just say fuck it and just do it. You want to do something you really right. wanted to do. Well, and and it, it kind of forced me into a situation to really look at myself and what I wanted out of my life. And Same. One of one of the most important things that I think happened in our relationship was so he lost his dad when he was nineteen in like mm-hmm. a really unexpected you know, kind of a surgery gone wrong and sort of thing. And, you know, I always tried to be there for him in his grief and, and everything like that. And every once in a while, he'd kind of open up to me about it. And, um, you know, one of the multiple times when we were talking, you know, he'd, he'd say something, especially when he started traveling over to Nigeria every other month for work the last like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was like, you know, if anything ever happens to me, he was like, Obviously, hopefully not. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm not yeah. planning on anything happening, you know. Um, he was like, if anything ever happens to me, he's like, I just want you to be happy. He was like, I want you to do whatever makes you happy. I don't want your life to stop because something happened to me. Yeah. And, like, I would just replay that over and, like, the, the lowest times that I had, I would just play that back and be like, you know what? I'm going to make something of myself. I don't know what that looks like right now, but I am going to live my life because that's what he wanted and that's what I wanted. Because I know I had I know I had two choices yeah. when he passed away. I could forego the rest of my life and just coast. Yeah. Or I could really try yeah. to live my life and find some kind of happiness that's ev- after that. That's everyone. Uh, everyone yeah. has. So... And sometimes You're, it takes a catalyst like that to really make no, it like click not, in your brain. Not a sometimes. catalyst. It takes you just were lucky to have met a good dude. Yeah, that gave you that. Well, if you wouldn't have met him and had the time with him. Oh man. Then totally agree. But I see what you mean. Have, like sometimes that opens your eyes to yeah. Like it really wakes you up. Like okay, what am I doing with my life? Like, right. Right. Am I going to be stagnant or am I going to shine? Like, yeah. Yeah. 
It, well, it's good to hear from somebody like that. Yeah, everybody's got it. Most people just coast, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I mean, and sometimes, and, and don't get me wrong, like for the first, definitely for the first month, I mean, it was it was sheer coasting, you know? Well, yeah. But, but I mean, when you're in that situation, you have to be able to give yourself a little bit of kindness yes. and be like, yeah. I am grieving right now. You know, even though I feel bad that I'm laying in bed all day, you know what? I woke up. I walked outside. I took my dogs out. If that's all I can handle that day, yeah. hey, I, I did something. You have to give I yourself grace. I use a month of that right now. No, I'm a little overworked. No, you, you do have to give yourself grace, especially in times like that. Absolutely. Oh, sure. Well, and, and I, have to, I have to remind myself of that still sometimes. Um, because even though, you know, I've, I've kind of moved past, like, more active grieving, mm-hmm. you know, there's still tons of times where those feelings yeah, moments, just sometimes yeah. just come out of nowhere, to be honest. And, you know, there's lots of times where I've caught myself almost trying to tell myself, oh, now's not the time to be upset. Like, oh, stop crying or whatever. And I kind of stop myself and I'm like, you know what? I need to feel this feeling right now. You're allowed to feel. I'm going to let the wave wash over me because I know the wave's going to dissipate. Yeah, and you'll and feel better afterwards. Exactly. Too, and yeah. it's like... Just let yourself have the feeling. Let yourself feel it. And then once that wave comes down, you can kind of, okay. And it's like, you know what? I kind of needed that little emotional release to just. And that's what it is. It's just a buildup until you release it. And if you don't, it's just going to. Exactly. It kind of like starts to eat away at you. Yeah. Yeah. Churchill cried in public. So (laughs) if he did, he gives us all a pass. But I I was telling you about my friend Austin earlier. Like I still have moments and it's been a year and a half. I have to pee so bad. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'll take a turn next. So (laughs) what time are we at? Uh, 1.30. An hour. An hour and 30. Yeah. When I get back, I want to, there is a breathing exercise I wanted to do on the podcast. Oh, great. Cool. I looked at. Go pee. (laughs) Okay. Just give me a second. Go do your restroom business. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, thank God for adult diapers. Okay, I'm done. Your turn. Your turn. I do a little P-Play podcast. Oh, no. Stop it. Go away. Don't come back. (laughs) Actually. Oh, man. (laughs) But yes, I understand that. Like, you have to have those moments because I don't think I ever really grieved in the beginning. Right. Like, when Austin passed away. And, like, I catch myself even sometimes, like, randomly at work. Like, I have Spotify on, and he was, like, mm-hmm. a big blues guy. Right, And right. so, like, a certain song would come on. And it didn't even have to be anything that, like, I knew that he liked. It just, like, triggers mm-hmm. a moment or, yeah. like, I can see, like, a picture or just, like, I think about him constantly. Yeah. And, of course, like, I have lots of friends that have well, passed sure. and family members and stuff, but he's, like, very prominent. Right. And um, even just, like, last week, I just was driving, and I was, like, started thinking about him, and I've never, like, just— cried it out or like you know been upset per se and uh i was like you know what like i i'm allowed to cry like it's okay yeah and um and i felt better afterwards i was like i miss him right because some well and and one of the one of the things um kind of sayings that um i ran across because i actually wound up writing um co-writing a song for uh, an organization called uh, Modern Widows Club. Mm-hmm. And basically their their motto is kind of like grief to growth. And it's basically oh, yeah. helping to guide widows through the process of grief into like a growth period for mm-hmm. them. And, you know, obviously everybody's timeline is different. Everybody's journey is different. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that the founder, Carolyn Moore, would say is that one of the reasons that grief is so hard is because grief is love that has no place to go. Yeah. 
And it's so true. That's true. Yeah, I never it's thought so of it true. like that. Yeah. And and it like um for instance, um I I started talking with a, a someone who's very, very sweet, at least from the interactions I've had with them so far. And um, you know, had a had a great little dinner and chat with them um the other day and everything. And they just happened to, you know, mention that they, you know, write some poetry in their off time. And and I was like, hey, I'd love to see it, you know, as a songwriter and everything. I'm I'm always like super into um looking at other people's art and and everything like that. And um so I read one and I was like, wow, this is really good. Like it, you know, it's obvious this guy writes from the heart and everything. And um he was like, oh let me read you, let me read you this other one. And like I didn't have any like emotional whatever for like the one that I read. And he started reading this one and it just like hit me like a ton of bricks. So one of the things that um, Ben would always do throughout our relationship is like, especially in the, the first couple of years, he would write me love letters and he would just Aww. leave them for me or like it would be my birthday and he would just he'd pick a wonderful card and just put this whole like long love letter in it. And it was just so beautiful. It made me feel so loved. Yeah. And, and it's this poor guy was like reading this really <laughs> beautiful poem that he wrote. Um, I, I started getting really choked up and I was yeah. like, you know, kind of, and, and he was so sweet because like he finished reading it and, and I was like, that was so great and he's sorry and he like and he was like oh my gosh are you okay and I was like mm -hmm, just give me a minute and he was like well I mean you already paid do you just want to go outside I'm like yeah maybe some air, some air. <laughs> yeah. and uh and, and so you know we walked we walked out and and uh he was like are, are you all right and I was like yeah um I I just I, I just got really triggered um because you know my, my late husband would always write love letters and it's you know everything like that and I kind of told him later I was like you know it's it's just so obvious that you know you write from the heart and you're yeah. really sincere and you know it just all of that just was like really it brought up so many wonderful memories but the wonderful memories are sometimes the ones that make you the most sad yes and and fortunately this, this poor man was just so understanding and so sweet about the whole thing <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, I promise I'm not just like randomly crying just all the yes. time. Um, but but it was really nice because once again, it was one of those moments where it was like, you know, the wave was crashing in and I just kind of had to like ride it out. Yeah. And then after, after like, I kind of like took a breath and then we went, you know, just went back to joking and everything. So yeah, um, it, it, it was really good. But I mean, it, it is like those moments are so like, sometimes you just have to let yourself have them. Yeah. Um, and then you just feel better. I know. I'm like yeah. over here, like holding oh. back my tears you when you're yourself, telling your story. Sorry. You let yourself have whatever you want. Yeah. Except crack. Yeah, don't do crack. Crack is whack. Yeah, <laughs> crack is whack. The, only crack time, is whack. the only time you should say, I need to stop myself, is when you're on hard drugs. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. You're like, yeah, maybe but, I should yeah, stop. Everything right? else, yeah. yeah, everything else, you're good. <laughs> yes. Like ice cream at 4 a.m. Don't eat the Heck whole tub. Yes. I mean, if you want to, that's no, fine. I mean, <laughs> if if it's one of those days you need a whole you need a whole pint of Hagen Dazs, you know, sometimes you just gotta eat the yeah, Hagen Dazs. You just do Toby, it. You, but I like what you said, oh, like Toby, like. What you said was what? Um, what is the group grief to grow? Oh, uh, yeah. So Modern Widows Club and and kind of like their their mantra is grief to growth. Yeah. And it's because you know and and one of their big things is that as as devastating and hard as it is to lose a spouse because, gosh, I've I've met widows who they lost their husband suddenly and they had multiple children. 
that were yeah. very young. And, you know, she was oh. like a stay-at-home mom because, you know, the kids were young. And, yeah. and the dad That's had rough. had a, you know, a good job and everything. And then whether it's a, another accident, whether it's a sudden illness, whether it's, you know, something violence-related. Yeah. Um, Doesn't matter. You know, they're, they're suddenly shoved in this situation where the income's gone. They have three children. Their partner's no longer there. And, I mean... It's like their world comes crashing down. The, the amount of absolutely amazing women I have met through Modern Widows Club is just amazing. Yeah. Because it's like we we all have, like, very similar grief in certain areas, but we all have our own journeys. Yeah. And and it's just so inspiring to, is it to open watch to the these public? women. I mean, they've they've got a, a public website. They they're on um, you know all the social medias basically, and it's just Modern Widows Club. They're kind of the you know same across the board on their social media and everything. Yeah. But especially if anybody listening like either knows yeah, somebody who I'm lost someone or yeah yeah. yeah I mean they she needs a community yeah. like that. Well, yeah. and and generally um, they do have groups in in all the cities where they have um, you know like little offices and everything and um they'll get together and like um there's a few times i've gone and gotten coffee with a, with some of these ladies oh, that's awesome. and um it's good uh, to have people like that dude right well and and to be honest being able to have a community of people who have experienced like the same thing is so helpful because i know one of the things that i felt which was another reason why it was so helpful that a few widows reached out to me like right after, you know, through Facebook and everything was I felt so alone because everybody around me, even though everybody around me loved Ben. It wasn't in the same way. It wasn't the same. Yeah. It wasn't the same. And, And I don't want to like say that in, in like, Discounting you're taking, their grief. Yeah, you're not taking anything because away. Because we all lost somebody that day. Correct, yeah. Um, but the way I, I feel it's, like it's been described the best is that the difference between, like, losing a, a brother, a cousin, something like that, compared to a spouse is that with a spouse, every single minute, second of your day somehow revolves around them, mm-hmm. somehow includes them. Whereas a family member, extended family, a friend, something like that— their day isn't always impacted by that person. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they have their own life separate from that person in, in ways, even if they do interact frequently. Whereas mm-hmm. a spouse, you wake up to them, you talk to them throughout the day, you go to sleep with them. You know, it's like, hey, I had a bad day. I'm going to vent to my person. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, poof, they're gone. Yeah. And, like, we we loved exchanging memes, and we'd almost have, like, meme wars. So, like, <laughs> like he'd get a bunch of memes, and then I'd find, find a bunch of memes, and we'd, like, send it to each other and then, like, figure out who, who found the best meme of the yeah. day. <laughs> and, like, just—and sometimes, every once in a while, even to this day— I'll see a meme and I automatically think, oh, I gotta send that to Ben. Yeah. And it's and then it like hits again. I can't. Yeah. And and sometimes that's the hardest is like those those little small jokey things yeah. that like you share and then and and then you suddenly can send it's them like, to oh, us. I know. I was sitting here thinking like you can send them to me. I know now now I've got Sorry. now I've got like a now I've got like a little circle of people. I'm like. Yeah, I love I'll send them that meme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you send them to me. I love a good meme. Yes. I'm a, I'm a meme lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. I, I I love a good meme or like yeah. a good gif. Yes. I, I love one of my, one of my favorite, because, uh, of course, it, it was all over TikTok a little while ago. The the short clip from that uh, Nicolas Cage movie where it's oh like Nicolas gosh. Cage. And, <laughs> oh, my and, God. And, and The guy from and, The Last of Us. Yes. yes. Oh, and, and his I name escapes me right name. now. But, yeah. but the one where Nicolas Cage is like, 
And then he looks and he's over and like, he's like, eh. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yes, I love all of those. Oh, my God. Like, the music in the background is, like, perfect. Yes. And it's always, like, like me looking at that weird friend in the group. And, and then it's, like, the <laughs> weird friend in the group. Hey, yes. have you gotten any in the comments <laughs> that people will be like, this was really hard to listen to? Like, when you post music stuff and they'll be like, this was really hard to listen to fire emoji. <laughs> or the, the one I get that hurt me the most was this goes hard as fuck on mute (laughs) have you got that one so i i in that sense have been very very fortunate that i have not run into haters many trolls if any yeah and really yeah i've actually been very very fortunate wow very fortunate consider yourself blessed pretty much the so the only the only person i would really consider like a troll and it didn't really like get to me i was like more just annoyed because i'm like why yeah why basically on uh one of the videos that i posted kind of talking about the story of of how it happened and everything this person basically posted well y'all should have had life s what the fuck? And I was basically like, yeah, no shit, we should have had Life Fest. But, like, um, we weren't anticipating going on the lake. We weren't. So so now, like, you know, there are times where, Shut the fuck you know, I, I try and advocate for, like, you know, water safety yeah. in, in everything. Because it's like, yeah, you know, you go out on the lake. It's a beautiful day. You never expect anything bad yeah, to happen. And that's that. when sh- shit like that happens. That's true, yeah. No, and, I watched. You know, I grew up on that lake. But, yeah. now, you, but now you're doing what you can because. Right. That's not something you thought about beforehand, but right. now it is. I watched multiple people growing up lose their lives mm-hmm. or their or a limb on that yeah. lake. Well, actually, um, you know, one of the things that happened right after the accident was there was actually like, um, I think it was a group of people, because um, I only got like little blurbs of what was going on. Um, but there was a there was at least one or a group of people that were trying to get a meeting with like this council somewhere in. Harris County or whoever that dealt with like water safety stuff. And it's so like they were trying to get signs put up about the wildlife, about the drowning risks, like everything like that. And just, you know, they kept getting brushed off or, you know, not being able to get a meeting with these people right after the accident, they were able to get that meeting. And within a few months, signs went up all over the lake about the drowning risks, the wildlife. And, you know, I was like, you know what, as much as it sucks, I hope that, something good comes out of this and that maybe someone that this won't happen to someone else because of the signs and and, you know know, all the added stuff you sing in now i was about to say yeah so like i am very much a believer that like everything happens for a reason and sometimes i don't know why and like i'll never know why and it sucks and i get pissed off but i just have to remind myself like there is a Something good to come out of it. And all I've heard, like, like you say, is, like, not. it's so unfortunate. But, like, so many positive things Mm -hmm. lined up for you and for, like, multiple people after that. Like, even with the meeting with the council, like, so many positive. Well, that also, like, attests to the person, too, I feel like. Right. You know, like, it's almost like a good karma type thing. Well, and the, the new system that they have for identifying areas of the lake, like the numbered system. That happened after because of what happened to us, too. Because really? the reason they took 30 minutes to get to us was because they misunderstood where we were. Yeah, because the they'd be like, yeah, I'm at the East Fork. No, it's the West Fork. Right. And, and basically, like, what I was telling them was, like, I, I was telling them what neighborhoods I could see. Mm-hmm. And they they mistook me being in Kingwood and not Atascacita. Oh, no. So, which is why it took the the, you know— 
crew like longer to get there. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be to be fair, uh, even if they had cut that time in half, it still would have been too late. Yeah. Knowing what we know now. Yeah. Um, but I mean the location identification markers now that like the whole system they have for that, that's all because of the accident. Wow. And and it's just so crazy. And you know, the the other thing and you know, I'm I'm someone who who considers themselves spiritual and everything yeah, like too. that. And one of the things that that I heard that really resonated with me um, was because actually, in the August following uh, the accident, I wound up driving up to Michigan to meet up with a bunch of our college friends, like our closest college friends. And I was going to go spread some of his ashes up at my grandparents' cabin because the few times I took him up there, like that was his place to go. He loved <laughs> it up in Marquette. And um, I wound up with a kidney stone. We stopped in Grand Blank to stay with my sister, like, for a night or two. And I woke up at, like, 6 a.m. in excruciating pain. And my mom eventually got me to the ER. Turns out I had a kidney stone. Oh, my gosh. So I had to go into surgery, get a stent, all that kind of stuff. And But I still went up there. Yeah. I still made it up <laughs> made there. To, like, to go. So I'm, like, recovering from freaking, like, a kidney stone and everything like that. And and I remember, like, watching a live stream of the, the church that I did the praise team at. And he just happened to have a sermon about, you know, just dealing with, like, difficult things in life. And But I remember, the one thing I remember the most that he said is he was like, sometimes we go through these deserts in life, you know, the bad times, the hardships and everything. He's like, sometimes we go through the deserts in life, and what we don't realize is that we're going through those because we need to be prepared for the next chapter in our life. And we don't always know what that is, but sometimes that struggle, that desert is leading us to that next chapter and it just like hits so hard and I was like wow <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah no I believe in that very much Epiphany. Yeah. yeah 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 I always say that also um like God gives his hardest battles to his strongest warriors and, and sometimes gonna, I'm like please give it to somebody else yeah, I was like, please I'm, I'm not that strong <laughs> but it turns you into a strong warrior but, so. but I have I have I honestly have surprised myself sometimes with how resilient I've yeah. become since. Yeah. yeah, but that's through but, work. I mean, oh, yeah. I've it, had to do yeah, a lot of work. Yeah. It's not even religious. Everything works. Oh, sure. Work is the ultimate. Right. There's a reason the Nazis put it, work sets you free. At the How top. did you just relate that to Nazis? <laughs> no, no, you're canceled. Sorry. No, I'm just no saying. Way. There's a reason they <laughs> put. Instantly canceled. Yes. There's a reason they put work sets you free at the top of freaking camps. Can you give me that beer? It's because it <laughs> what does. What does she want in that beer? Do you want this beer? I, I still got some. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Work does set you free. But I, it, I think I think while you, while you discuss. I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'll give you a good, I'll give you a salute. You a little sphinx highlight? No. No. Yeah. No. I, I need to talk about our shows. Yeah, do your I'm stuff. Not, I'm going to do a long uh, advertisement. This show is brought to you by Tim's Tiny Trucks. Go to timstinytrucks.com. Get yourself a freaking Tim's tiny freaking truck. They're located at the corner of 2100 and 1960 by the Lumber Mill in Huffman, Texas. Huffman, T-X-X, Texas, baby. You know how we do it. We do it big. We do it shawty to... I'm doing it big. Hold on. I'm going off TikTok live. You already are. I thought. I'm going off. Oh. There's no point in risking getting banned if nobody's watching. <laughs> um, this podcast is also helped brought to you by... Uh, the Gold Coast Drifters. 
and the Umbo Whiskey Club. Where are some shows? Hey, you're on my thing. Hey, don't hit me. You have I'll, a show dude, at. I will the... file a domestic dispute charge on you. With who? Your boss? Yourself? No, with the police. Oh, um, the nine one one. Okay, uh, this Saturday at the shoot, <sighs> August. Eighth, today's the fifth. Please it's come a, to the shoot. It's the eighth, yeah. Please come to the shoot. If you're listening to this, <laughs> please tell you and your friends. I'm gonna do some wild shit at the shoot. Oh god, I hope not. <laughs> She's like, oh, please don't say. No, please, I please am. Don't. Sorry, I can't. I can't handle it. Well, you, you're enough. Neither can I. Welcome to the club. I mean, even, to the even shoot. Toby's giving you a side eye. He's uh, like. Oh, Dude, I'm gonna Toby do some side wild, eyes the worst. Some wild he's brutal. Shit. Yeah, he is. So judgmental. Yesterday I walked in, I got home from work. I literally walked in, he was on the couch, and he was sitting there and he was like this. What's what you doing? Hey, are we playing at O'Neill's on Sunday? Next Sunday, the 16th. Yeah, so come to O'Neill's. Please come to the shoot this weekend. Um, I think I'm gonna play a 10 cup on Friday with Brandon. So come to the 10 cup. Oh, nice. 10 cup is great um, fun. That's, that's if I don't fun. go to the Tin Cup, I'm going to go to Conroe for the singer-songwriter for Trent Cowie, but I think oh, I'm going to nice. go play with Brandon. Uh, this podcast also helped you, brought to you by Lacey's Golf Carts, uh, located in Tomball, Texas. Parts and service opened all day, every day. Just hit up Chad. Chad will come to your house and fix your golf cart. <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> this podcast helped sponsored by the Humble Whiskey Club. It's invite only, so just go to the Humble Whiskey Club. Dot com and hope that you're cool enough to get invited. <laughs> and then this podcast is, that's it, isn't it? That's it, yeah. Ooh, that's it. That's it. Oh, no, and go, check out earlshreds.com. Go buy a t-shirt. Go or, to earlshreds.com, the place yeah. to shred and buy the yeah, merch. Come on, dude. And, and <laughs> please check it. out the Patreon. Again, the solo podcasts are only on Patreon. So it's a video, and I do unedited video footage that you can laugh at from my shows. <laughs> I, I love the B-roll, the, yes, the little bloopers, the extras, yeah. everything like that's, that's that. That's what's on that's the best. Patreon. And I would not put it out to the public, but if you pay, <laughs> if you want to pay $5 a month, it's there. Yeah. Well, and, and I know like uh, for my band, um, The Emotions, uh, you can always find our tour dates on the emotions, theemotions.com. Um, real simple, easy. Um, pretty much our tags for uh, like social media are the emotions band um so please uh follow i you know usually will post and and tag things in in my own personal things as well to make it easier for people um but coming up like this saturday we have the easter dance in sestahoa um it's supposed to be a big shindig you know that sounds fun (laughs) sestahoa we're a sestahoa it is it is like three hours away it's it's like towards the hill country no (laughs) sestahoa sestahoa yes that sounds fun and then, uh, but yeah, like I said, you know, uh, we, we do a lot of private events, um, but anything that's open to the public, we have on our tour date section of our website and, you know, check it out. We, we, uh, we play a good show. So is we, that the only public one this weekend? That's the only one this weekend. Yes. Gotcha. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just if you want to follow me on social media and I keep can. up with what I'm doing, I always post where I'm going to be, where I'm going to be singing, you know, Sweet. have a good time. Yes. I know I want to come see y'all like where I can like sit and watch. Yes. And, and have like fun. enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I was like behind the stage last time and I did enjoy it. I was singing back there. Yeah. With, like with your mom. But <laughs> Do you, I, so I'm not going to lie. So the very first 
concert for the emotions that my parents went to was our first show at the wine garden. Oh. And oh my, it, it was honestly so fun to mm. just see my parents kind of going ape out in the crowd, like, yeah, like clapping, <laughs> dancing. Oh my gosh, she's a rock star. That's so you cool. Know. She was so proud. They were she so was. Proud of it was so sweet. I loved it. Well, I, I, you know, honestly, especially with the moving onto the property and everything, like my, my parents have been an absolute lifesaver, like helping me get situated and, yeah. you know. And they live in Michigan, right? Yeah. So they, oh, they wow. live, they live in Michigan. They've got a condo up there in Grand Blank and um, they live pretty close to my sister, but my sister and her husband are uh, living in Amsterdam right now for his oh, job. How cool. I know. How cool is that? <laughs> my mom and, used to live there. Right. And, <laughs> and so. Uh, Does it but, be New Caney? No. <laughs> Stop. No, so Europe. what yeah. happened was uh, my property, it actually has like two wells, two septics, because there used to be multiple trailers on the property. And um, so I have my house and while they were getting settled and I first moved in there and everything, you know, um, I let them have the the uh, primary bedroom and I just stayed in guest room because like, it's just me. And, yeah. And so, um, but then they, they found this wonderful little 33 foot trailer that was perfect and it has these beautiful like bay windows oh wow because i mean i have so much wildlife on my property it's ridiculous um and uh so they're set up out there now they have like a little deck and the neighbor's chickens will come and we give them little snacks and so they're like our buddies and everything and so they live out here now well, they, they so it's, no, yeah, pretty much uh, Texas is, yeah, Texas is going to be like their winter place to be. Yeah, that's cool. what I was talking yeah. to The birds went like, south for the winter. Yeah. <laughs> I get mom, it. Your mom was like, well, we live in Michigan, but we're, we really don't like there. You know, it's when the weather's really nice. Yeah. And I was like, so do you like it here? And she's like. Well, it's way too hot in the summer, but we'll be here in the winter. I was like, oh, so you're, I was like, y'all are on snowbird schedule. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're, they're the winter types. Yeah, that's what I was like. So, oh, you have, you have the best of freaking both worlds. I was like, good. And, and I think that's so good for them because, yeah, like, that's you good know. for every, that's how exactly. humans used to live. Well, and, like, my dad is, is you know, semi-retired, so um, he does, he does, like, a very good kind of, like, uh, work from home kind of job so he can work up in Michigan he can work in oh, down here so it's really flexible and you know my mom is a huge gardener like so she loves doing gardens and just anything wildlife That's related yeah so she's so she's just like up over the moon whenever like she gets to play with the chickens and see all the wildlife and that's awesome you know all that kind of stuff so and you get to be with your parents I love my parents yes yes but at least their trailer has a really good AC and my house has a brand new AC so I'm 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 not as concerned (laughs) about the heat (laughs) they're very sweet I'm so glad to have met them oh yeah um so what did what brought you from Michigan to Texas? So actually, it was Ben's job. So uh, oh, the okay. college he went to, it's called Kettering University, and um, a little a little side rabbit trail. <laughs> um, my first music video and the first song that I ever released was called Whispers, and basically it was kind of like our love story oh. about like kind of how we met and everything I was like that. Ask that too. <laughs> I got a chance, you know, obviously with the university's permission to film in the dormitory where we met. And to film at the fraternity where we, you know, just spent most of our time. That is so cool. And That's the, where y'all, yeah, y'all met up there in, in college. college. Yeah, so we we met in college. And it, it was, you know, I always felt like it was one of those, the stars aligned for us to meet kind of things. Because yeah. I originally wanted to do, like, musical theater, everything. And then, you know, I was like, oh, maybe, like, a business degree is a better idea. Yeah. So uh, my dad was a... a 
dean at the time at that university, and they basically had like a deal where if you were a faculty member, your child or whoever could go for either an extreme discount or basically for free. And so I was like, oh, I'm not going to pass that up. Yeah. And and so, you know, I went and um, basically the way that we met was I was carrying all my math books because I'm horrible at math. I'm so bad. <laughs> and so somebody, uh, another guy that I had met through like orientation was like, hey, I'm actually really good. I can tutor you if you want. <laughs> and and I was like, yeah, okay, you. you know, and I was like, I just need to pass that up. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so, like, I'm, I'm carrying my books and I'm walking through, like, each hallway is like a unit. Uh-huh. And, and so, and each unit has an RA, like a couple of dorm rooms, everything like that. And um, so I was walking through his unit and he walks out of his door, this, this boy from McAllen, Texas, and he's in nothing but cargo shorts <laughs> and no shirt. And, and he was like a long distance runner. He did cross country track. Oh, wow. So he was brick cut. And all yeah, that's what I was say, real cut. And, uh, and so like he walks out, walks out of, his, out of his dorm and he turns and he sees me and this huge smile spreads across his face. And he comes up and he's like, hi, I'm Ben McCaslin. How are you? What's your name? I'm like, oh, <laughs> Beth. And, and. <laughs> And he was like, well, hi, do you want to be an honorary member of our unit? You get a nickname and you get your name on the board. And I was like, okay. You know, and so like we, we pick a, just a stupid nickname. And, uh, what was and it? If you want it was, it was so <laughs> the nickname was six. And the reason it was six was because during the orientation, they brought a hypnotist as like entertainment. And I was one of the people that went up on stage to get hypnotized. And basically I was hypnotized to forget the number six. And so oh, after I was cute. hypnotized, uh, he was basically like, okay, count count to 10 for me as he like went and continued on with his thing. And I was like, one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> He's like, try it again. One, two. And I was just like, what am I missing? Like, yeah. and, and he told me later, he was like, man, I saw you up there and, and I just knew I had to, I had to, I'd find out your name. Aww. He was like, I thought you were so beautiful. And I just had to, I just had to meet you. And, and so, uh, and so then after that, you know, the, the guy that I was getting tutored was like literally around the corner from like where his room was. Yeah. And he was like, can I carry your books for you? And I was like, Okay. <laughs> Such like and, a movie right, moment. Right, exactly. And then and then like after that, like, you know, he'd he'd invite me to parties and we'd go and, and party together and you know, one thing led to another and we wound up, you know, starting to date and everything and um You know you know, you know those feisty college kids, you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and, and, you know, I, I grew really, really close to, uh, you know, his fellow brothers at the Lambda Chi Alpha fraternity. And, um, you know, after we got engaged before he graduated, um, I became a lavalier, which is basically like a girl being allowed to be a member of the fraternity, but because she's like marrying a a brother. Yeah. And so I still have like the little necklace and I have his pin and um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then he was adorable. And you got to do your music video there. Like, yeah. And actually the, the brothers that are, that were there at the time, they got to be my extras. They agreed to be my extras. That's a beautiful story. Basically to pay them back. I bought a bunch of pizza, a bunch of beer, (laughs) And some bubbly, and and we just partied after we wrapped for that night. And it was so amazing. It was so fun. Like, and telling stories and catching up. She's good people. 
Oh, I, I knew that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah when <laughs> I, I try said, to be. <laughs> when, I said, when I said, "Do you want a Miller Lite?" and you were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "I walked outside." I was like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> that, yes, ma'am." <laughs> That's so beautiful. Me and Cindy were arranged <laughs> <laughs> from birth. <laughs> yeah, from the time she exited yeah. her mother's womb. The womb. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She was betrothed, <laughs> literally, to the shred. We, we, yeah, yeah, by music industry people. We were, I love it. Like, Your daughter will marry my son. <laughs> For 30 shekels. <laughs> they would love each other and you would wash his feet at night. Sorry, but no. <laughs> She's like, you can give me a foot massage after I've been on those platforms all night. Yeah, yeah just kidding. Actually, <laughs> Literally. I, I saved her single-handedly from 15 different Taliban fighters. Oh, Jesus. Actually, he cut my eyebrow after putting me in a headlock. The first right. time I met, second time I met him, he put me in a headlock and sliced my eyebrow open. Yeah, I went. Literally, I that's said, what happened. You look beautiful. It's <laughs> like, you look adorable. Let me get you just uh, this loving oh, headlock. <laughs> Let me give you a loving noogie, you know. Like. Oh. No, I want to, you know, I said, come hell, wench. <laughs> Wench, I gave him some change. Come hither with thine Come beer. hither, wench. I actually handed him a handful of change. I was like, "Here's, here's your tips from the night." He said, "What do you want me to do with that?" I said, "Buy some chicken nuggets." I said, "Buy some chicken nuggets." What would you like me to do with quarters, wench? I gave everybody else dollars, and he got the quarters. I'm so close. <laughs> I was doing it on purpose. That is so petty. <laughs> so, <laughs> so petty. I'm so very close to moving to a house with a thatched roof. Somewhere in Europe. In Please. And we- wearing Please. just thick, smelly clothes. You do that now. And just drinking. You should You should pick up a kilt. It's very, oh. it's very breezy. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm It's very comfortable. You go stand on the second story <laughs> just with nothing underneath yeah, it. Just, just, just in, yeah, in a pub yelling, just screaming. You do that here too. So I'm saying, I belong in a pub. Is is that like a mix of like a Scottish Schwarzenegger or something? (laughs) (laughs) Drunk drunk European. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it was it was always really interesting whenever we'd we'd go like uh pub hopping in, in uh Edinburgh mm-hmm. uh because there was there was a place called Rose Lane and mm-hmm. it was just like restaurant pub, restaurant pub, shop pub, you know, and it, it was just like this whole stretch and there was actually like a Rose Lane challenge. Um we didn't we didn't do it, but <laughs> but basically you start at one end and the and the challenge is you have to have one drink at every single place and almost nobody finishes it. Um but they get really wasted. Yeah. And um it, Yeah, you're in Europe. Well, and it, it was always so funny, um, because the the people in Edinburgh, you know, most of them like you know, they had a thick, you know, Scottish accent, but you know, you could still understand them. Mm-hmm. And um it was funny because uh Ben actually had a coworker where he got he he came from like northern Scotland, which very very thick accents up there. Mm. So it's kind of hard to decipher what they're saying sometimes. And but it's like this man would drink enough that his speech would slow down, and suddenly you were able to understand everything <laughs> he was saying. I was like, I feel so bad that I can't understand you unless you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like you seem very nice, yes. but most of the time when you're talking to me, I just go. Mm-hmm. Tis the mm-hmm. European way. <laughs> I, my company is a Dutch company, so I can resonate the, with that. Remember the nice. meme on TikTok that was like, typical day in your average Brexit lie. Oh like, and then the end is, and then have a couple of pints in the pub and then off to the Fortress of Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> the 
fortress of dreams. I'm I like, like that. This is so sad. Is Honestly, this RuneScape? No, this is Europe. And one of really, you know, if they would have manned up during World War II, the world would have been a better place. But they didn't, and America became, America became top dog, and now look where we're at. Well, one one of the things that that I really enjoyed would have been better with about one of the things I really enjoyed about being over in Europe is is their public transportation because like you can go drink and get drunk as a skunk, yep. and you can hop on the bus and get home. Yep, and it's like that'll be ten cents equivalent yeah. or like yeah. whatever, and you're like, I can ride the bus at like yeah, yeah. midnight for like. 30 cents? <laughs> Hell yeah, you know? And, and, yeah. and so, you know, and, and, and it was always so cool because I, I enjoyed walking through the, like, the little villages because mm-hmm. back when I was a senior in high school, uh, my family moved over there because my dad was doing, a like, a grant work with another professor that was um, in Esslingen. Mm-hmm. And um, so we stayed in a, a little town, a little village called Reckberghausen. And uh, it was so cool because, like, literally you leave the house, you walk to the bakery, you walk to the butcher, you walk to whatever other little shop you need for the day, and then yeah. you, you walk back home. <laughs> so and, cool. and then, like, you know, even when we went to the the schools, which uh, they call them gymnasiums there, um, the way that they structure their school day is so crazy because, yeah. obviously, the local schools, you know, the kids generally live fairly close. Mm-hmm. And, so I mean, the whole world does it. They'd have, like, two classes, and then they'd have, like, you know, depending on what classes you're taking or whatever, you'd have, like, a two-hour break. To just go have lunch. You could go home and have lunch. You could go to a little cafe and have lunch with your friends and everything like that. And then after your two-hour break, you'd go back, have another two classes, and then you were done for the day. That's awesome. And it was just, it, it, like, the classrooms were so, like, relaxed, you know. Um, it was so crazy because, you know, here you have, like, a teacher say something funny or whatever, and kids start laughing and hooping and hollering and, like, clapping or whatever. And uh, I remember the teacher said something that was, like, a little snarky or whatever. And no hooping, no hollering, no clapping, no, no. They tap. They just knock on their desk like a little. Like, as a laugh? That was, like, their laugh? Yeah, but, like, everybody in the classroom did it. And it was just, like, a, as, like, a response to, like, the thing that the teacher said. And I was, like. That's so strange. What? But it was it was it was so interesting yeah. because it is so different, and and I'm like, eh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that this is cool. Is really yeah. neat, you know. So, so they do it to her, and you also get like holiday there is like so long, like right, right. Like you get everything off, like Amer- Amer- you get months off, like Americans if you're pregnant. Only think about money, it's a problem. Right yeah. there's there's actually not a lot of people that work anywhere over 40 hours most of the time. Charles, you know, obviously it depends on the Charles job. Charles Dickens came to the U.S. for six months. Here we go. And when he came back, it's history. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you too dumb to understand. He just interrupted and then I'm left just field. Thinking. It's not left field. It's just, it's okay. Let's talk about our nails. <laughs> Are you stereotyping us right now? Because we're no, I'm stereotyping females? you because because I'm dumb. So you just said I don't know. You're the one who said here we go. Because <laughs> you always go on off on your little banter. It's not banter. It's it's a rabbit trail. Yeah, yeah it's there you actually go. <laughs> historical. Like it's running. <laughs> but that's yeah. actually a huge problem with Americans as well as they don't want to listen to why they're wrong. Oh my gosh, that's like you. 
No, it's like you. Dalton's always right. I'm not right. I was just telling you a story. I know. You can tell me. I was like joking with you and I breathed I loudly. I think we should do this breathe, <clears throat> breathing exercise. You ready? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Can I do it, Sydney, or do you, am, have I steered too far off on the conversation? Continue. Okay, thank you. Yes, I'm interested in this breathing exercise. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. Close your mouth. Don't breathe. No, just don't. Stop. Stop breathing. No, just stop. You stop. <laughs> you stop breathing. You stop breathing first. Okay, here we go. Um, 24 times in and out. Are we ready? Doing what? In out. Just breathing in and out. Just sit up Quickly, straight. Sit up straight. Softly. Come on. You look tired. I know you're hungry. Get your shit together. <laughs> I know, Is that a fat joke? No, I yeah. know you're hungry. Yeah, you have bags under your eyes. You look tired. I am, yeah. Yeah, go eat. <laughs> you ready? Here we go. All right. In and out, 24 times. It's going to take forever. Is this four or two? Just in and out. Shut up. Just <laughs> No, for real, Sydney, don't talk. I know it's hard for you. Just don't say anything. In and out. In and out. No, don't laugh. It's no. We're starting over. This is one. No, we're breathing. Come no, don't on. Don't laugh. Don't say anything. All right. All right. Here we go. Right. In and out. Just. Just keep breathing in and out. All the way in. All the way out. All the way in. All the way out. All the way in, all the way out. Breathe, Sydney. All the way in, all the way out. All the way in, all the way out. Just keep breathing in. Let's get 10 more. Here we go, round three. There we go, let's do four. All the way in, all the way out. There's five, five more. All the way in, all the way out. All the way in, all the way out. Let's make the last three big. All the way in, all the way out. All the way in, all the way out. Let's do two more. Let's make the last one big. All the way in, all the way out. Now let's go all the way in, as big as you can, all the way in. Now hold it.
hold it. Be surprised about how long and how easy it is to hold your breath right now. Just keep holding it. Just keep holding your breath. <laughs> Don't breathe. Can you do 10 more seconds? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Let it all out and let's do five more in and out. <laughs> Five more, come on, all the way in. All right, guys, next hour of the podcast will be Literally. meditation and breathing. <laughs> all the way out. Y'all giving up. Actually, it, it kind of reminds me of another um, exercise that, that we do, and uh, it's basically for, like, improving, uh, like, longevity of phrases. And basically, you do something very similar. <laughs> She's trying to talk. It doesn't right. stop. It's, it's like it's ASMR. Like, <laughs> ASMR, exactly. I can't exactly. do mouth noises. And um, and so what you do is like you do wow. uh, like a lip trill, which is a mm-hmm. you know kind of thing. And um, so your goal working your way up is about like fifteen to twenty. And basically, what you do is like you take a deep breath and you're like. And you basically try and do it as long as you can for as many times. We're gonna actually do that again because y'all didn't do it no, right. No, so let me finish. Stop. No, finish. And <laughs> and and but yeah, it, it basically helps with like longevity, breast support, because um, like there's lots of songs where the phrase is real long and there's no place to take a breath. So um, it's it's really good to like work on that so you're not like la 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 <laughs> yeah la 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 you know <laughs> but it, it works it works so. uh, uh, Mason does that a lot he does the, the yeah yeah you can so sometimes I, I don't like to do that because it makes my it nose tickles, itch yeah. so the other thing you can do if you don't want to do lip trill uh, lip trills is like tongue trills which is oh see I can't roll my tongue and so, like, you can do that, or you can do the lip trills, and, and that helps to, like, I usually to, like, have, like, a beer, up. and then I'll have some chocolate, and then I'll have another beer. And, and then, then I'll smoke, like, a pack of cigarettes. I'll smoke a cigarette. <laughs> and then I'm just ready to go. And get on stage and start singing. <laughs> what, where are we at? We are at 2.14. Oh, oh, oh. Two hours and 14 minutes? Yeah. Oh! it's a good one. Are you, would you be willing to come back on the podcast? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, please. Okay. I love having if females. Not, if not, I'm about to milk six hours out of it. <laughs> no. I'm going to get my fucking clips. No. I'm getting my views. Daddy's yes. getting his views. Daddy's getting his views. <laughs> Did you know when you take deep breaths, you're supposed to breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth? You couldn't even do that one-minute breath exercise. I did it. No, no, a one-minute? And You couldn't even I, do that one minute. I don't it's breathe fine. like you. I, I breathe into my nose, out through my mouth. I, I'm a nose breather through and through. I, that's not how I breathe either. It's how somebody with a million dollars breathes. Oh, so well. I'm doing what he's doing. <laughs> okay. I'm, doing, I'm doing the million-dollar breathing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're, you're doing you're that three-pack-a-day hey. breathing. <laughs> yeah, once you, can, once you can do the one-minute straight without I did it. your... ADHD. I don't. I don't have to. You didn't do. You left. Your ADHD got the on best. On the of, last ten breaths, it takes the entire process. It's we. You have a severe ADHD. Is my bank account gonna be full tomorrow? No, <laughs> yours ain't. 
<laughs> Did you ever get that fifty dollars? <laughs> what? Wait, you guys got fifty dollars from what? So I, I was listening to uh, I think it, I think it was last Wednesday's yeah, podcast, and I was supposed and, to get fifty dollars. Yeah. Right, right, and for and what? And you were like, oh, yeah, I had to give her like $50 for her to come in here. She's like, I haven't seen that $50. Yeah, I haven't ever seen that $50. Because <laughs> you were like, please come to the podcast. Like, I'm tired. Yeah, she ain't getting nothing. You, you know why she ain't getting nothing? I said, the day I made this podcast, I made the intro. And I said, Sydney, you want to be in the intro? And she said, yeah. And I no, said, I was like, sure. I said, that means you're going to have to do it. And she said, oh, I'll do it. I think <laughs> I've only ever not been on three no, you've been not. One of them I wasn't even here for. I was at a work I've event. I've done six so. episodes I mean, by myself. That. I'm talking about when you have guests. I still did them. <laughs> your, your solos are not, like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when we have outsiders. Outsiders. <laughs> outsiders. Yes. You come into my home. You come into the you shred come shed. On, you yeah, you come into the shred shed <laughs> and you come on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. I come on my podcast. <laughs> And you trashed it. <laughs> and not in the good kind of trash. Hams and he shreds. They like cut out part of my words. So it sounds like, and you're listening to the, it sounds like it says podcast. You're listening to the number one podcast. Because he didn't, he like cut me off too, Stan. Sydney has a bad habit of just agreeing to things. And then when I'm like, all right, here we go. She didn't think I was serious when I started this podcast. That's what it was. Mm, no. You just made me come in here and you were like, hey, listen to yourself on the microphone. <laughs> Sounds cool. Sounds like, cool. You're like, now say Sydney Shreds. It's like, Sydney Shreds. You didn't know I'd be the number one podcaster. The podcatter. Way, way bigger than Joe Rogan. Podcatter. <laughs> Joe who? You know, you should, you should, you should make it, you should make like a little sticker, a little shirt that's like, welcome to my podcast. Welcome. To, oh, that'd be so cute. And like a little cat with like a little like. <laughs> That's why I did it. Yes. That's why I cut it off in the intro like that. It's like funny. Number one penny. Yeah, and you're listening to the number one podcast. Well, and then like, and then like, you should you should end the podcast like Liz. You should this start has a been podcast. Earl Shreds. I think Liz should Welcome. start a podcast. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks should. for listening to our podcast. Meow. You should be in a podcast. <laughs> she is right now. <laughs> or no, no, you should either start your own podcast or. St- Quit music and do only ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're doing it like this. Oh, meow, 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 meow. Welcome to my podcast. Yes, dude. I knew you would be great at it. Especially the fingers. I know. Every time I every time I'm like scrolling, especially at night, like on TikTok, you always have the ASMR people that are on there, like you know, helping people fall asleep. And like more power to people who like need that to I always listen to like nature sounds to help me fall asleep. But they'll have like you know, their nails and they're like clicking and they have like all sorts of like little toys and like things. Yeah, yeah. Like foam. I and like the sound bowl people. And and then and then like they'll get like right up and Ooh. they'll they'll just they'll be doing something and then they're like and now we're just gonna do this. I'm like, yeah, you just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to go to sleep when you woke me up. So <laughs> <Time> to wake up. <laughs> I like the sound bowl people. Don't, and I just don't forget you've got a teams oh, yeah. you've got a teams meeting at eight. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's said noise. I'm immediately up. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Oh man, one of one of my one of my favorite TikToks that I ran across, and it, it, it'll it'll pop up and you know every once in a while is is the guy that like he's got the bathrobe and like the the glasses <laughs> and he's on the he's like throwing a beat down. It was, I was like, 
get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. <laughs> 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 I love that. Yeah, oh, like, it was so he's funny. He's a great DJ. I know oh, that. man, that was so, like, you could, you could tell that he's talented with, like, you know, mm-hmm. making beats on the DJ stuff, Dude, but that was just, it was funny. short, and it was just hilarious. I like the TikTok lives where it's, like, the Indian dudes in a bed that if you give them a dollar, the bed like flips them out. Oh, so I've, seen, I've seen a couple. Yeah, I, I ran across somebody uh, like a few weeks ago and they were basically like sleeping in yeah. bed and they had like a poster and it different and like things. every like the different Love emojis it. or whatever, like just dis- different sounds to try and like wake them up. Mm-hmm. And if you if you manage to wake them up, like they'll do something for yeah. the live or something like that. Yeah. Those are so weird. I yeah. know. I'm like, I mean, if you've got an audience, are go for it. Yeah. They're making money. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. If y'all don't go buy a t-shirt at earlstress.com, I might have, you might see me on one of those. <laughs> Oh, that's creepy. I always am like, ooh, I don't want to see it. Or I'll sell, uh, like, photos of you. I'll probably start selling photos of you. <laughs> really? Feet. Yeah, I take pictures of your feet while you sleep. Uh, apparently there's oh. a big market for, 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 for feet. No, I've got a whole collection of her feet. And while I'm sleeping? In my yeah. armpit? Because I sleep like this. I'm just, I'm, let, I'm letting you know this right now. That's cool. Every, everything's for sale. <laughs> I mean, for the right price. You're absolutely right. <laughs> You listen to you want of, you want Dalton, just offer, just, offer me the right price. I'll, I've literally said I'll twerk for roses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no it's doubt. happened on the podcast. It was yeah. one of them I wasn't on, but there was a bunch of boys yeah. in here. Uh, it was me of and course, JT, of and he was like, he started twerking. I was like, sit your ass down. I was like, you don't do that shit for free. I was like. <laughs> If you can start twerking, you need roses, and then somebody at Ryan like and Ryan and started yeah. sending roses. I was like, "All right, now you can now twerk. you can twerk. Now you can twerk. <laughs> you earned them." Oh, man. Yeah, I was like, "What That's the good. fuck are you doing twerking for free? <laughs> <laughs> fucking slut." <laughs> Nothing's for free. Amateur, bro. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You listen to nature sounds while you sleep. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like like rain. Like bears mauling. Nothing more relaxing than today's music for sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like rainforest gone bad. I know, right? Yeah, real nature sounds. Rainforest, rainforest gone wild. Gorillas come wild. Oh, no. <laughs> Walker took a slap to the face for that. He did. Yeah. So Neil said. Yeah, he did. Walker took a slap to the face. Yeah, I was like, he got slapped in the like, face. If somebody sends me a hat right now, JT will slap Walker. <laughs> and he did. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I listen to the sound of um, like drone strikes. <laughs> You're like, that's my peaceful music. Yeah. <laughs> this is war I feel, crimes. I feel so at oh, home. <laughs> like so relaxing. Yeah. Ah, there <laughs> it is. Oh, I can finally sleep. <laughs> Oh my god! Ah, It's like you need headphones, but you need them plugged into the aux jack, like playing airstrikes. Yeah. Well, it's 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 kind of funny, like when you when so I I tried out a bunch of different apps before I found one that I liked because like uh, the sound qualities are different, the sounds are different, and like I remember I don't even remember what app it was, but it was like you know like wild birds or something (laughs) like that, and and it was like the like up the wind, Uh and then it was like. But then, but then, like, but then, like, every seven seconds, it was definitely not consistent. Because, like, if the sounds aren't consistent, my brain hates it. Yeah. And just like randomly, it'd be like, ah! like, like just like in the background, and I'm like, what is this bird doing in the background of this like supposedly 
it's meditation just a sound. Like, <laughs> 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 so it'd be like, tweet, tweet, tweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> America. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Straight up bald oh, eagles. Give me that chocolate. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. I was I like, see- I don't think this is the one for me. Yeah, not the one. <laughs> not Sorry. The one, not the one. <laughs> I just do straight up bald eagles. In America, in the national anthem playing in the background? Yeah, I'm, I think it's time to end it, honey. Well, I was like literally about to die, so that's Thank why. you so much for being on today's podcast for Earl Shreds. Meow. Come check us out next time. <laughs> oh, you have to meow. 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 Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Meow. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what is the NPR? <laughs> Today, the news brought to you by the people and then the societies of people that brought to you extreme damage. Yeah. It's like every time you turn on NPR, that's all you hear. Or it's like a, or like today's NPR show is brought to you by Bran, the most flavorful of the fiber. <laughs> or it's, no, it's NPR is like, today's shows, it's the most obscure shit. Like, I know. Today, it's brought to you by. Native, southeastern native Indian women who like to ride motorcycles through the forest while juggling. An, uh, an, an underrepresented group. <laughs> I can't. Whoa, what the fuck? Today, today's NPR is brought to you by unicycles. You never know if you can ride one until you try. Yeah. And then you find out real quick. <laughs> and then you find out real quick. You can't. <laughs> yeah. you can't. Every year, 30,000 unicycles are thrown away. <laughs> In the arms <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin on, on a unicycle. Oh my gosh, on a unicycle. <laughs> like hugging one, like crying yeah. or something. Every year, 40,000 unicycles are in the dump. Go unridden. <laughs> no, no or, or it's even something more ridiculous. Like every year, 50 unicycles get tossed to the side of the road. Maybe they were an Easter gift, maybe they were for Christmas. But those unicycles deserve a home. The, now they're mangled. In the arm. <laughs> I can't. Of the humanity. <laughs> it's gone oh, south man. real quick. Oh, no. <laughs> Your donation. Emotional trauma. Your donation of 99 cents a month. And that's why we love therapy. Thanks to all of our therapists. Next time we go to Walmart, think about buying a unicycle instead of a fucking bicycle. <laughs> Unicycles need love, too. Yeah, everybody wants to ride two wheels, but nobody wants to remember one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. That escalated quickly. <laughs> Every time I do this, I want My, you to put like a little rainbow like Spongebob. That's what I was doing. Imagination. Imagination. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this episode is brought to you by the Earl Shreds Fleshlight, so. (laughs) (laughs) For for they and their pleasure. Actually, it's like this. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's late. This Uh, is late night Earl Shreds talk. Exactly. If you listen this far live or if you're in your car listening to this, Post live, congratulations! You're, you're, congratulations! You're a real one. You are the winner! Yeah. Congratulations! You get nothing. <laughs> no, no, no! no. Except entertainment. You get a free new <laughs> Lamborghini. A Guini? Yeah. <laughs> a Lamborghini. Use code. <laughs> Pasta Linguini. Yeah, if you've listened this far, call a Lamborghini representative. <laughs> and tell them that you, 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 you want to use <laughs> <laughs> code 
code word Earl Shreds for your new Lamborghini. And then they call the cops, honey. But you have to record this conversation. <laughs> and then yeah. I'll send you a shirt. And but then yeah. send it to us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's a new Lamborghini waiting for you. Just please record the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Earl Shreds told me I could use keyword Earl Shreds and I get a free Lamborghini. <laughs> They're like, pardon? What? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Sir? <laughs> what if they were like, oh, yes. Peasant. We've been, yes, we've been waiting for somebody to claim that. Finally! Finally, <laughs> someone yeah. believed him! It's just a Lamborghini with a giant Earl Shred sticker on it. <laughs> it's like, my, they get face. it in the mail and it's, it's, like, like, a a little, it's like a little Hot Wheels. <laughs> Put a little yeah. lightning bolt on it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Right, yes, guys. you have to come back, definitely. Yes. Please. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the live. Thank you, Liz. Go follow Liz Kaplan Woo! and the emotions on all things. Yes. And, um... We'll catch you next yeah, time. Catch you next time. Not, um, not Kaplan. Don't forget. Castland. Yeah, take the music yes, production. Liz Castland. L-I-Z-C-A-S-L-A-N-D. Yeah. Y'all check out the Land. website. Um, you know, take back the means of production from the proletariat. <laughs> destroy the poem. <laughs> destroy the bourgeoisie. <laughs> Had to, get, like, had to get that last little rabbit hole in there. <laughs> Real quick. Slid <laughs> it in. <laughs> Just remember, when you buy a t-shirt from earlstress.com, it's not your t-shirt. It's our t-shirt. Thank you, comrade. <laughs> Rock on. Peace out. Hold on. <gasps> you spilled that all over my oh shoes. Oh, my gosh, Sydney. Oh, my Hot God. cat foul. It only spilled... This <laughs> tiny, at least it was a tiny amount. It was like the foam. The littlest baby amount. Hold on, let me get off Instagram really or Facebook Live. Goodbye, everyone that watched. I love you. Thank you, Liz. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, oops. Wow, my ears can breathe again. My ass can breathe.